It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Special edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 100 in our series. Began this program in December 2013, bringing you high school scores from all across the country, across the state, and also with uh, guests from all across the state as well, talking high school basketball, celebrating a sport that we love so much. We're going to do a bunch of that tonight. But we also know it's an important night. Girls sectional play is really heating up. We're starting to see some of the regional matchups that will be for state tournament berths next week that are falling into place tonight. Boys basketball, regular season winding down for some, postseason beginning for others tonight. We're into that spectacular time of year. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell. Full house with you here tonight on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach Marone, you were with us in the very beginning. Here we are almost six and a half years later and going strong. Still going strong and uh, still just as exciting, Ryan. I think uh, to reach 100 uh, is quite an accomplishment. And uh, all the people behind the scenes, we want to let them know. And all night we'll be thanking them as well. And uh, uh, it's hard to imagine what we started in that little studio uh, at MUL, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you've created a monster, and uh, uh, we're excited, Ryan. It's a great time of year, and uh, we're excited to have all the people uh, celebrating with us all across the state. It's been a very interesting week, especially within girls' high school basketball, especially with some of the schools that are in Region 4. You had the top two seeds in Section 2 lose in the semifinal round. You had the number two seed in Section 1 lose in the semifinal round. So these are, these are some games that didn't necessarily go as many people thought they would that leads to some matchups tonight that uh, we had a couple of upsets a couple of big games that, that were played throughout and we always talk about double a the regional that has north marion frankfurt and fairmont senior in it and that was that a game is, that went right down to the wire as well yeah, yes so. and that has fallen into place so we see how that those matchups will wind up for what are basically the top three teams in double a all of whom are in the same region and only two of which can go to the state tournament. So we know you're here for scores. We'll celebrate all night, but we know that you are here for scores. So let's get our first check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. Bill Cornwell, give us the boys' scores. All right, let's check the boys' scores. It is a quite limited uh, number of games tonight. First off, uh, Burke and Redskins fall to the Polka Dots, uh, 67-56 battle of Putnam County there. It was St. Mary's taking care of Madonna, 77-68. And the Grafton Bearcats fall to the R.C. Bird Eagles, 71-39. The Robert C. Bird Eagles get the win over Grafton. And now Joe has the girl scores. And let's take a look at uh, some of these. As Ryan mentioned, uh, state playoff or regional playoffs uh, uh, locations and games set. First of all, let's look at AAA. It is Wheeling Park over John Marshall tonight by a score of 65-26. South Charleston Black Eagles knock off the George Washington Patriots by a score of 51-44. In a game that everybody's been watching across the state, it was Woodrow Wilson knocking off Greenbrier East tonight by a score of 78-55. We'll have more on that game uh, throughout the evening. Parkersburg South Falls to Parkersburg tonight by a score of 84-35. And the Cabell Midland Knights, they have a big win over Huntington. The Highlanders tonight fall by a score of 73-55. In AA, it was 
Frankfurt over Petersburg, 44-38. In that game that Ryan mentioned in that uh, region in the north, Fairmont Senior and North Marion. North Marion comes out victorious by four points by a score of 56 52. Braxton County, the Lady Eagles over Lewis County tonight, 56-51. Also in AA, Nitro falls to Winfield in that Region 4 Section 1 uh, title game. Winfield wins at 78-57. In Region 2, two teams that were the number three and number four seed playing for the championship tonight. And in the uh, final seconds, Lincoln County comes out winners over Logan tonight by a score of 46 44. Cameron falls to Wheeling Central 69-34. These games in single A. Ritchie County falls to St. Mary's tonight 51-46. Pocahontas County winners over Charleston Catholic 41-33. And Summers County winners over Greenbrier West tonight by a score of 67-48. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Full night of action across the Mountain State when it comes to postseason play. These games mean so much. And today, basically all of these sectional games for girls basketball, you don't get any eliminations today because you're in sectional championship rounds. The teams that won will host games next week. The teams that lost will play on the road where state tournament bursts. Again, we're talking about next Friday night. We will have the matchups for the girls' state tournament, and we'll have most of the boys' regional matchups set as well. And um, Joe Linville, it's, it's hard to believe that you get this deep into the season and uh, the seasons can end very quickly. Absolutely. Uh, like you said, and like we talked, several upsets across the state, you know, just because you're a number one or number two seed doesn't guarantee anything, as, you know, as several of those teams found out uh, over the course of the last uh, six nights. So it, it's been a big night of basketball. We will talk much more about the night that is and what it sets up in the future. Of course, I think when you talk about that girls' double-A regional now, you, we know that it's set. It will be Fairmont Senior having to go to – Frankfurt. So you're talking about the reigning state champions playing against a team that's 22 and one on the road, 23 and one. So uh, really, really tough situation there. We'll talk with Bill Nestor at WPDX in just a moment. But first, let's go to the phone line. So, caller, we haven't been able to talk to in a while. We haven't heard from him in a little while. He's a good buddy though from down in Mingo County. He is Wolfpack Willie, joining us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to the show, Willie. I'm glad to be back, and congratulations on the hundred show. Thank you very much. Uh, good time of year for basketball in Mingo County, too. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about what uh, Tug Valley and Mingo Central are looking at in the in the upcoming days. Well, Mingo's uh, playing tomorrow night. Uh, man. At Chapmanville. Yeah, and the way that sexual You know how good man he is. Yes, man's had an outstanding season. And Tug Valley don't play the next Tuesday. The winner of Buffalo and Sherman. And that that should be a good game. Yes, and a difficult region or section playing up there as well. Yeah, yeah. Wolfpack Willie, always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, thank you again okay. for calling in. and We haven't heard from you in a couple of years. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been not feeling good once I get home from games. Then I do listen in, but I don't feel like calling in a lot of times. Uh, 
Absolutely understand. Once again, that's Wolfpack Willie, and thanks to him as he has been somebody who's kind of been with us there from the, the beginning as well. He's been there from the get-go. Wolfpack, good to hear from you, and a uh, great supporter of uh, basketball across southern West Virginia, and he's been here with us from the get-go, and we appreciate you, Wolfpack. Wolfpack's a legend because, uh, you know, if you used to go to the Williamson games, um, he, he was ubiquitous. He was just always there, right. and and uh, so we, and that's one thing you kind of uh, miss the old Williamson games because Willie would be there. But it's good to hear from him, and glad he's still around, and glad he's listening and watching the show. You know, you you think of Wolfpack Willie. He's an icon when it comes to basketball in Mingo County, going back to the the Williamson days, and you know, May ones and all those other schools before all the murders came about. And it's been a, definitely an interesting time too. The way things have changed, but Wolfpack Willie stayed the he same. Stayed right there. That's right. Still with those teams, and of course. We still have games played at the Williamson Fieldhouse, the Hatfield McCoy Shootout each year, um, which matches up Kentucky and West Virginia foes for the most part, and uh, you know, just an opportunity to play in a historic. Uh, gym that is unfortunately not home to a high school anymore, but that's that's the way things are in, in our day and age. We'll talk with Bill Nestor, WPDX, in just a moment, Eric Little, WBVV in Parkersburg in a little bit as well. But we have a special guest with us on set. He is a professor at Marshall University, and he heads the Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, who has been a uh, supporter of this program from day one, Burtness Morris. Professor Morris, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, tell me a little bit about why, you know, what made you look at this program and say, you know, this is where I want to, uh, you know, underwrite with this program with the Carter G. Woodson Lyceum. Well, first of all, congratulations on your 100th uh, episode. Thank you. Um, I look at our program as one needing uh, a larger audience. And uh, in order to find that audience, we need to find people in unusual places. You normally don't think of looking for academics uh, in sports, but they're there. Um, many of Marshall's uh, strongest fans are, uh, are professors and school teachers, uh, not just coaches who follow the uh, athletics uh, uh, programs. And so we wanted to reach that audience. And, uh, I couldn't think of a better way than uh, the sophisticated uh, audience that you guys present. Well, thank you very much. And, and of course, we do want to mention that this, this program is live from Marshall University, uh, from the broadcast uh, television studio here on campus, and they've been so good to us as well. And Professor Morris, I know you also I had a chance to speak at a, at a workshop over the summer that you bring high school kids in here who are maybe going into their senior year or into their junior year making decisions about where they want to go, what they want to do with college. You give them an opportunity to see this university firsthand. Oh, absolutely. Um, we think that uh, high school students are interested in journalism. Uh, they like to write. Uh, they like to produce uh, uh, documentaries. Uh, and many of them use it just to uh, improve themselves and uh, go into law school, not just uh, journalism. Uh, we think that we offer an important uh, entry uh, for their careers. Professor Bernice Morris, Marshall University and of the Carter G. Woodson Lyceum. Uh, again, cannot thank you enough for all of your support with this program. You're very welcome, and we benefit, too. <laughs> That's what we that, like to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's just a pleasure, Joe, to have 
um, to have the support that we have. Here. It is. It's. I mean, not only here at Marshall, which is just the Marshall family just wrap their arms around this program, and we feel welcome. But you know, uh, it's promoting student athletes, and those student athletes move on and, and go to usually further their education somewhere. So. Why not better place than come to Huntington, West Virginia at Marshall University? Professor Morris is uh, the favorite instructor I never had. Oh, when really? I was, <laughs> yes, when I was at Marshall. So uh, definitely I uh, can't thank him enough for being here. And Coach Marone, as a coach, you sort of have to have your administration on board to kind of help you along. To do this radio program, we have to have help. We have to have the support of Marshall University. They give that to us. It's hard to ask for anything better than the situation that they give us. Yeah, it's it's very fortunate. We're really blessed. Uh, being a Marshall alumni myself, uh, it's really uh, enjoyable for me to be back here at Marshall. And, and just like Professor Morris, I mean, other people here uh, are here for the right reason. And, and I think that shows through. And we're really blessed to have the support that we have. And, and whatever your endeavor is, you've got to have support. You know, one of the coaches out at school talks about one team, one dream. I think our team is a lot bigger than just the people see uh, in front of the camera. And uh, Professor Morris is part of the team. Absolutely. And we thank them so much. And we'll get to the phone lines in a moment with Bill Nestor, WPDX, Eric Little, WVVV. We'll also talk with Kevin Gertz, head coach of the Logan girls basketball team, in, in a few moments as well. I want to go to the phone lines, though, right now to a buddy of mine. And he, he was like, hey, I, got, I need the number. I want to call in tonight. I want to, <laughs> I want to talk to you tonight on the show. His name is Alan Brown. He works at WSAZ. He's our morning director uh, for the 6 a.m. newscast that I produce at WSAZ. Alan, good to talk to you, buddy. Hey, Ryan. How's it going, buddy? I'm so proud of you, man. Hey, good, good, good. So you call in to give us a, on the 100 show. It took this long to get you in here, huh? appreciate it and, and Alan I want to say this real fast because we, we don't have a lot of time to, to talk today it's a busy show as you know as we're used to in the mornings we have a busy newscast each morning on WSAZ he understands how frantic things can get but how important it is to stay calm in the midst of it all Absolutely, man. So I just want to say I'm proud of you, buddy. Keep it up. And uh, I'm glad we get to tackle the morning news together. And uh, I'll let you know if you've got much more important things than my guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. That's Thank Alan you. Brown, and uh, again, a good buddy of mine at WSAZ. And then I just got a text from uh, a common friend of yours and mine, uh, Rob Johnson from mm-hmm. WSAZ, and he wanted to congratulate you and congratulate the whole team. Uh, he's paying attention tonight. Um, my, right. my good friends at WSAZ, so good to me this morning, too. We celebrated the 100th show um, after the newscast this morning, and uh, they're, just, they're just so good to me. I cannot say enough about them. enjoy working with them each and every morning. It's the people you're down in the trenches with. Mm-hmm. You get their respect, that's, that's what makes things work. Right Those on. are the ones you're working the for. The team. Right that's right. We're going to step aside right now and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Bill Nasser, WPDX, Eric Little, WVVV, Kevin Gertz, head coach of the Logan Girls, and also more special guests on set here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 100 on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. It's episode 100. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, of course, for scores online, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to everyone who sent us congratulations. 
You can do that on Twitter tonight, and we'll share them with you. Send it to us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup and use the hashtag hashtag bfn 100 hashtag bfn 100 from highlander fan at hoops roundup the only show worth watching or listening to about high school basketball in west virginia congrats on your upcoming 100th show from all of us in webster county highlander fans who are Appreciative of the coverage you give to Webster and other schools in the state. And Angie writes, congratulations on your 100th show. I love listening. I'm especially fond of the Regal intro music for Super Day. And I love listening to Just Because. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. And we'll make sure to mention you tonight. And use the hashtag, hashtag BFN100, hashtag BFN100. Thanks for everybody that sends us tweets, scores, texts, emails. We want you to be part of the show. Dave Morrison says, congratulations to my friends at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on their 100th show tonight. Always insightful and interesting. Please join Marshall University's Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum celebration of other important events throughout the year. The Woodson Lyceum also supports programs specifically for teachers and students. Teachers should apply for the Lyceum Summer History Institute by March 13th. The History Institute is partly funded by a major grant from the West Virginia Humanities Council. Students should apply for positions in the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications High School Journalism Workshop by May 30th. Applications for teachers and students are available at the Woodson Lyceum's website, marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. The Woodson Lyceum is a resource for this region on Black History Month and serves as a forum supporting quality education and freedom of the press. Hey guys, Jake Collier here, one of the original hosts of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, saying congratulations on number 100. Thinking back of the days at WMUL in the little studio, and now here you are looking toward another century mark. A big thanks to all of the crew who made everything possible, and it was always so much fun hanging on the set with Brian and Rick and watching that final score, the Paul Paul score coming in, and Ryan's face glowing with joy knowing that we squeezed them all in on every single night. Congratulations to everyone who's been a part of the show, and here's to another 100 episodes on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Now let me say this, the thing that we are challenged to do is to keep this movement moving. There is power in unity and there's power in numbers. Keep this movement going, keep this movement rolling, in spite of the difficulties, and we're going to have a few more difficulties, keep climbing, keep moving. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving.
This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9-19 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Big thanks to James Collier for that, that video he sent to us. Uh, he is now part of teaching a television class as well as working as a sports talk host and play-by-play for Cool Hits 105.7 in Ashland, Kentucky. He would have been here tonight, but it's postseason in Kentucky, too. They're playing uh, basketball tonight. Exactly. That's how it goes. So uh, always good to hear from James. And uh, he was a big part of getting this program you know, off the, off the ground. Abs- absolutely was. So. So many people to thank to make this program work. It's been such a good job. And we've already got the phone lines backed up, so we're going to have to knock these out kind of quick tonight. And I know that they'll understand that time's a little bit limited tonight. Bill Nestor, WPDX, is the voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles. The Eagles getting, uh, you know, have been playing so well now on a 20-game winning streak. And, Bill, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey guys, glad to be on. Congratulations once again on your hundredth show, and here's to the next hundred as well. Hey, thanks so much. And you're, you were one of the kind of the originals with us too. We had you on early in the life of this program back in the winter of 2013, 2014. And if I recall correctly, we were talking at that season about a Robert C. Bird team that carried an unbeaten record into the state semifinals. We were talking about them possibly being an undefeated team to go to maybe finish the state title. They lost in the semis that year. This year we're talking about a Robert C. Bird team that lost its first two games and has won 20 straight. Seems like uh, things sort of repeat themselves a little bit here. It's deja vu all over again. <laughs> Robert C. Bird, uh, after losing, you know, they lose those first two guys and then reel off 20 straight. Along the way, a lot of great things have happened. Uh, Coach Bill Bennett getting his 300th career win. And uh, tonight's senior night, and the only senior on the team, Corey Miles, how fitting this year he scores his 1,000 point. And then here tonight uh, comes up with 26 big ones and uh, helps lead this team to the big win. So a lot of things have gone on throughout this year and a lot of highlights and milestones. And and so it's been great. RCB looking ahead to next week, guys. They're going to play a winner of a Lincoln, or excuse me, a Liberty uh, Elkins game on uh, tomorrow evening, as a matter of fact. They'll do that on Tuesday. Bridgeport and Lincoln, they'll lock up on the other side. The winners play on Friday. All those games, if RCB can win, will be at home, so that's a big advantage for them. So that's how things are playing out for them. So it's, it's been a great year so far. An advantage they've earned, and, and obviously a, a team that made Sports Center with the outstanding yeah. play earlier in the year where you had a block shot, a ball saved inbounds, and uh, you know, football-style outlet pass to a – Assist off the, <laughs> to an assist off the backboard for a dunk with four of the five players touching it on that play. That, that's still one of the outstanding plays of West Virginia high school basketball. Bill Nestor, WPDX. Always a pleasure, Bill. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Have a great rest of the show, and here's to the next 100, guys. Hey, thanks, Bill. Thanks so much. And, uh, of course, Robert Seaberg getting the win tonight over Grafton by a final of 71-39. to 39. So 20 straight for the Eagles. And they are ready for postseason play. Yeah, it's amazing what Coach Bill Bennett has done up there in Clarksburg. That there is such a level of excellence with this team. You really haven't seen them during this twenty-game win streak have any kind of a lull. And the one thing that always sticks out for me, you look at the small point totals that they allow. Defensive pressure is always there, and if they even are off a little bit on the offensive side, man, they get it done on the defensive side. 
And Coach, as you well know, defense travels. Well, defense travels, and the team's peaking this time of year. Nothing but a good sign. And as Bill mentioned, Coach Bennett, one of the class acts both on and off the court. And be exciting to see, as you mentioned, uh, deja vu all over again, they said, uh, see if Robert C. Bird can uh, continue the run. So they had a 20-game-plus winning streak in our first season, and now they have a 20-plus game winning streak this year. And they hope to take it just as far, <laughs> if not farther, this season. That's right. And, and certainly they've had a spectacular year. Who else has had a spectacular year? The Parkersburg Big Red Girls basketball team, that, that program, has won two straight AAA state championships. They get a big win tonight over Parkersburg South in the sectional championship game. Eric Little, WVVV, joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Eric, Parkersburg South's girls kind of ran into a buzzsaw tonight. Yeah, they did, and they were shorthanded on top of that. They played without McKenna Winans, their best player. Uh, she's got some some issues with her one of her feet, I think it's her left foot, that's got some issues, so she didn't play tonight. And on top of that, two other starters uh, got into big foul trouble in the first half. So essentially down three starters for much of the first half. Things got away from South. Um, PHS opened up a large lead uh, in the first quarter. South got the first bucket of the game, and then it was PHS outscoring South uh, 21 or 23 to 1 the rest of the first quarter, and that set the tone in that one as they win by more than 50 points. Uh, Bree Wilson led the Big Reds with 24 points. That included uh, six threes in the contest. Uh, so PHS will host Huntington on Tuesday in a regional co-final. South goes to Cabell Midland in a regional co-final with the hope that McKenna Wyman's back for that game and be as close to full strength as they can be. Uh, it's been a team that's been decimated by injuries all year, but in nine wins, they come in with a shot to go to the state tournament. And same thing for PHS. Scott Cousins' team has won 12 games in a row, and uh, they've had a big year. Uh, they repeated as MSAC champions on Friday. And they've got a shot to repeat a state champion uh, later this year. So I um, want to pivot from that game quickly uh, to talk about you guys. I know that's kind of the theme of the night. Um, it was my sixth year doing Parkersburg South games. Before that, uh, I was doing maybe six to ten Class A and Class AA games. So my workload basically tripled. And because of that, what I've been able to do is to meet a lot of people in the basketball community in the state. And what I have noticed is that you know, football gets a lot of headlines in the state, and it is perhaps the biggest sport in the state. But the following of basketball is as rapid as any following in this state. And what you guys did when you came on 100 episodes ago is you fed that need. There was a need and an audience out there for this show and this kind of programming, and you found that. I've also found that it's a tight-knit community, too. And you know, when someone comes on this show and says, hey, Please pray for so-and-so. They were hurt tonight, or there was a bad accident and this team was involved. Or you know, People do that. People respond. And, and the people that you run into at games in the basketball community, uh, those bonds are meaningful, and they continue to, to resonate. So uh, you guys have only strengthened those bonds in the basketball family in this state uh, that existed in high school basketball. And you've also given the high school following an outlet, the high school basketball following in this state an outlet. And you've provided excellent coverage for a lot of student-athletes through that. And I want to commend you for that and thank you for providing that. And, again, hope that that will continue to happen. Eric Little, WVVV, thanks so much for your kind words and your contributions as well. It's people like you who make this program go. And uh, definitely a big thank you uh, to you as well. And, and just, again, always a pleasure to talk with you, Eric. Honored to be part of the 100th. Good luck, guys. All right, thanks so thanks. much. And we will go to Kevin Gertz in just a second, but we want to go over to the score desk right now with Spencer Dupuis. 
Yeah, guys, got a breaking score update just coming in the, in the last five minutes. Wyoming East beat Liberty 52-44 in the AA Regional Section 3, or excuse me, AA Region 3 Section 1 play-in game. Jake Bishop had 19 for Wyoming East, and Wyoming East got that margin down on a 12-0 run to start the second half. So the Wyoming East boys team survives and advances to the opening round of sectional play. We'll line up that in, in just a moment. Uh, we're right now. I want to go to Kevin Gertz, head coach of the Logan Wildcats girls basketball team. They will play for a state tournament berth next week. Coach Gertz, tonight didn't go the way you wanted it to go, but you're still in one of those regional playing games, a state playing game, I should say. You can still get where you're trying to go. Um, we've we've done that before, but it, it's going to be a real tough one for sure. Uh, Winfield's loaded, one of the best teams in the state. They're playing super. Uh, you know, we had a horrible start tonight. Never got anything going at all in the first half. Uh, down 14, I think, at half. Actually got down 20 in the third quarter. And outscored them by 18 in the last uh, 10 minutes of the game. And had a shot down to Peyton Hilderton fouls out with 11.8. She's our leading scorer. And Jill Toth goes through a triple screen and gets a look, but it's from about 22, 23 NBA, NBA three, and it was in and out. She hits that. We win by one. Hey, coach, so, I'm know, sorry. Credit, credit to my girls for not uh, for not quitting, but uh, you can't get behind good teams like that and expect to win. Hey, coach, let's uh, back it up a couple of nights. Uh, you guys came in as the fourth seed in this region four, section two. You had a big win over Chapmanville. They were the they were the number one seed last week, and you picked up a big win there. Well, yes, that was a huge upset. Chapmanville uh, earned our number one seed in this section. They played great all year long. Uh, started four seniors. Uh, Four girls that have played together since birth, I believe, <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, really know each other well. But um, we played as great a defense as, as we could possibly play. Held them to thirty-seven, and we got thirty-nine, and got a two-point victory. But, uh, um, then that was you know that was a heck of a win where a lot of people. Maybe 10 people believed that this could happen, and they were all in our locker room. And those were the 10 you needed to convince. So that's, all, that's what it took your team yeah. getting that big win. Coach, uh, congratulations on getting out of the sectional. And again, you, your team falls by two tonight to Lincoln County, uh, but Logan will go to Winfield in a state tournament playing game, a regional final next week. Coach Kevin Gertz of the Wildcats, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. All right, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, a couple more special guests will join us on set. Here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 100, along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. It's show 100 for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Use the hashtag, hashtag BFN100, BFN100 on Twitter. Send us a note and a congratulations 
for this being show 107 seasons long. Big thank you to the East Fairmont Lady Bees. They said, congrats on the 100th broadcast. Your show has taken high school basketball to another level in West Virginia with your consistent coverage over the years. We love tuning in every Friday night to Big S and the crew. Thanks again and go Bees. Kirk Wells writes, big congrats on your 100th show and thanks for all you do for West Virginia High School Basketball. We also heard from Rob Hawkins. Rob writes, congratulations at Hoops underscore Roundup on your 100th show. As someone who has a passion for high school basketball in West Virginia, I love the show and appreciate your effort and how you provide statewide coverage. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup at Hoops underscore Roundup. Share your thoughts about the show. You can also call us toll-free tonight, 855-784-6677. And you can text us. Go to basketballnight.com. Find out all the ways you can connect with the show. This is Larry Lawnstein Jr. congratulating Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on its 100th episode. May you have hundreds more episodes in your future. Show 100, celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. He says he's always living the dream. Radio voice of the Tulsa Rebels, head coach of the Tulsa Lady Fighting Rebels, Coach Rick Barone, and Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Back to our hosts. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Big thanks to Larry Lonstein who reached out to us with that video. He's back home in Michigan. He worked behind the scenes with this show uh, last year and uh, says he's looking to move back to Huntington. So we definitely want to wish Larry the best of luck in his journey to return uh, here to Huntington. It would be nice to have him back in the mix as well. And big thank you to him. He did fantastic work for us uh, over time as well. We have a couple special guests with us on set right now. Uh, joining me to my right is the Dean of the School of Journalism, Mass Communications, um, Professor Jan Dooley. Hi. It's been a while. Good to be here. Yes, uh, and also to my left is the Interim Dean of the College of Arts and Media, Dr. Wendell Dobbs. Dr. Dobbs, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and Dr. Dobbs, I'll start with you. you you're, this is not your first time visiting us. No, it's not. No, and I've been looking forward to getting back. It's always a pleasure. Uh, your school specifically, and the, you know, the College of, of Arts and Media, really kind of puts a face to Marshall University in many ways, to the programs that are more visual and, and get out there. Tell me a little bit about uh, how that works for you. Well, first of all, let me, let me also offer my congratulations on this 100th episode. And we, we think that the College of Arts and Media really is a, a portal. It's, the like you say, the face of the university. It's the, the first impression that a lot of students and also um, 
a lot of the public in general have of Marshall University. And we have students from all over the university who participate in our programs, um, in our four schools, and uh, we're very proud of that. Yeah, and Professor Dooley, Dean of the School of Journalism and Mass Communications, uh, this is an opportunity for students who are already in the mix at Marshall to join us and, and to, to get some work, you know, kind of see what we do, work with us, and they're really kind of the lifeblood of how this, this whole organization works for us. I, I see this as a living lab for us. Um, a lot of people may not know it, but this is a classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, students find this on their schedule, and they report to Studio A. And the, the lessons that they got in classes, the lectures they've had, the simulations they've done, this is the real test. This is where the, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, and um, they, they get actual live practice in what they're, they're learning in school. And you guys have been so good to us to allow us to use this space and to, to, to kind of, you know, this, this is what makes the video portion of this available. We were in the classroom studio at Marshall, you know, at WMUL our first year. And, and really the programs that you have for both television and radio, they offer a lot of opportunities for kids. It, they offer a great deal of opportunities, and the thing I really like about this program is that it is such a showcase for what we do. Uh, the, the work that our students do isn't quiet and off in a corner. Uh, you don't get a paper that you then put in a file. You step up to a microphone, you, you give your name, and, and you do your work with the public watching, and it's out there for public consumption. So it's, it's a great place to get the experience. Professor Dooley and Dr. Dobbs, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And it's, it's a great, been a great pleasure to talk with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, Professor Dooley, I had her when I was a student at Marshall. <laughs> I think and, most of the students in here. <laughs> that, that is also correct. And, and, and I, I don't know if she wants me to remind her, but uh, when I was a student back in the 80s, she was here working already. <laughs> so we, we, they can't get, we can't get get rid of either one of us. Right. We're here. We're survivors. Enjoy continuity. Yes, absolutely. And again, thank you guys so much for Thanks being for here. Let's go back to the phones right now. We go to uh, the head coach of the Pendleton County boys basketball team. Uh, they've had a spectacular year, undefeated regular season. Ryan Lambert joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach, hard to have been much more successful than what you've been to this point. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, first off, thanks for having me, and uh, congrats on the uh, 100th show. Thanks so much, and, and you know, I, I obviously appreciate that. Your basketball team, again, 19-0. and 0. Tell me what you're doing as you prepare for sectional tournament play. One game at a time. Uh, the, the, the next one up has been the most important all year long. The kids have bought into that. Uh, we're, a, we're a defense first uh, team that uh, then likes to lead into transition. That becomes a big part of our offense. Uh, we're I think right now uh, only giving up 43, and we're averaging around 60. Um, so, so far so good, uh, but it's just been a culture that the kids have bought into, and, and that's, that's huge. And you have to wait for your opponent um, because you're taking on the, the winner of the 4-5 game within that sectional. Is it, is it sometimes difficult? Because I know coaches and players, they just want to get out and play. I mean, the bye is obviously good for, for resting your legs a little bit, getting an opportunity to get some more practices in. But I know when you're, when you're 19, you know, you're kind of chomping at the bit to get back on the floor and get to play. 
Yeah, you're you're asking for a sense of urgency right now uh, with, with your kids, uh, and uh, we had a great practice this evening. But we're we're, we're ready to play. Um, we we're excited to see uh, who comes out of uh, the Tucker County at Harmon game tomorrow night, um, so that we can start really truly preparing uh, over the weekend, and then get back Monday, and then uh, face off uh, and host a game on Tuesday uh, because we're we're looking forward to it. That will be the Class A Region 2 Section 2 tournament. Again, getting underway tomorrow with that contest between Tucker County and Harmon, and the winner will take on 19-0 and Pelham County. Now, Coach, before we let you go, I know a year ago, Webster County, sort of they, they built last season. They had a good group of kids. They went undefeated. They went to Charleston, and they beat everybody. They won the state championship. To seeing what they did a year ago, sort of say, hey, why not us? Yeah, I think I think that the goal is to to host a regional game, uh, get to Charleston um, because we we have not done that. Um, and then once we get there, um, I think you, you just have that one one up mentality uh, that we've had all year long, and 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 then looking to. Uh, to Webster last year, yeah, why not? Um, because that, that's that's got to be the attitude all the way through. If not, why are you why are you putting in the time and and uh, why are your kids working so hard and uh, trying to get to that common goal, which is of course Charleston. Ryan Lambert, head coach of the unbeaten Pendleton County boys basketball team, the Wildcats nineteen and zero, ready for sectional tournament play next week. Coach Lambert, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, and a big thank you to Coach Lambert as well. And guys, now we have a little bit of a moment to kind of catch our breath, catch our breath, <laughs> and, and, and sort of react to some of the scores that we have seen thus far come in tonight. I don't know that there are any big surprises at the moment on the scoreboard, although you know a big game, obviously, when you've got South Charleston winning against George Washington. GW was the favorite in that sectional. And in that same region, Woodrow Wilson beats Greenbrier East. So you get the matchups that maybe you thought you were going to get, but they're at different locations. You'll have Greenbrier East going to South Charleston and George Washington going to Woodrow Wilson with state tournament berths on the line. And like you said, that region one, you know, we, we knew that was going to be a battle, and, and it's shaping up to be. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we obviously look forward to seeing how all this plays out. Right now we're sort of in that phase where – Teams are, are, are filling in the spots and getting ready for that state tournament and uh, playing game, which is a regional final. Braxton County wing an overtime game to beat Lewis County tonight. So they'll get to host for an opportunity to go to Charleston. Well, the, the one that jumps out at me is uh, in that AAA, uh, you know, in the Region 4 there. I mean, Huntington High goes to Parkersburg next week in a regional. And Cabell Midland, how about the Lady Knights? I mean, uh, not that they've been below the radar, but I think they got off to such a great start early in the year. Uh, really got a lot of attention and really struggled down the stretch, to be honest with you. But they get a tough win against Huntington High tonight. Now, they'll be hosting Parkersburg South. Again, maybe a fully healthy Parkersburg South, as we talked earlier. Uh, those are intriguing games to me. Not that you know, Parkersburg, I know, is the prohibitive favorite. Uh, what they've been doing this year is, uh, is really amazing. But uh, if there's a team that has – the components, I think, to go into the field house up there at Parkersburg and compete hard with the Lady Big Reds, 
uh, Joe, I don't think they're going to be intimidated. Hankton High and Lonnie Lucas with his experience, that's going to be a good matchup. Oh, absolutely. And I was just looking over some of the scores. Another thing when it comes to this time of the year, throw out your win-loss record. You know, everybody looks at that, well, this team's only won seven games or ten games or, or 20 games. But, you know, you had teams in there tonight that actually came into tonight playing for sectional championships with a losing record but actually showed, uh, you know, a lot of promise and potential that they can go to the states. Uh, the one I really am interested in, uh, the, the GW South Charleston uh, game tonight, South Charleston, boy, you talk about a solid team and could really give uh, Coach, uh, Just, Coach Governor Justice and his team fits. <laughs> Uh, of course, it's a home game for them and at uh, probably at the uh, recreational facility there in South Charleston. And then George Washington will go down to the armory to take on Woodrow Wilson. Uh, GW is very capable of knocking off Woodrow Wilson. So watch out for those uh, two regional finals next week. Well, speaking of George Washington, the boys basketball team for the Patriots, always you're in, you're out. They are very strong. They're a very difficult team. Uh, to deal with in the postseason, like I said, every year. It's a ball club. They got the number one seed in Region 3, Section 1, and they still haven't completed regular season play. Still have a game tomorrow at home. The head coach of the Patriots is Rick Green. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach, first, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Appreciate the invitation. Uh, thanks so much. And uh, big win. Your your team is is really not giving you any chance to you know rest comfortably on the sidelines, are they? <laughs> no, no. We keep it pretty interesting. Uh, it's not boring, that's for sure. But uh, the kids are they're doing a great job. The last month or so, I think we've been playing pretty good basketball. Yeah, and I'm talking about back to back games of a three point win at Parkersburg South. Uh, earlier in the week and then last night a three-point win at Winfield and it's just those games they're they're good to win you get a lot of experience regardless but you have to feel good about your team being able to make the plays to win the ball game down the stretch oh definitely I I just think it's really invaluable in the postseason and last night particular credit to uh, Winfield they just played great you know coach Stevens had them ready to go and they were making every play they could make, and you know we were just kind of hanging on and uh, getting credit to our kids. Uh, we didn't panic. Uh, we made some plays down the stretch, and fortunate enough to hang on. But full credit to Winfield. I thought they played an excellent basketball game. Tomorrow, you take on Greater Beckley Christian in your final regular season game of the season. Some people might just look at Greater Beckley Christian and say a uh, single A program against a triple A. But as I'm, and I know you know basketball well. That's not exactly right. how that works. No, we have we we get too caught up on how many letters are around your name. Amen. You know, a good <laughs> basketball team, a good basketball team is a good basketball team, and Coach Helton does a great job with them. We think it's a, a perfect game for us to play because they're going to have the quickness and some size very similar to what we're going to have to face with uh, South Charleston on Wednesday. So, no, people – uh, they need to watch games and not just read, you know, the alphabet. I think. <laughs> Absolutely, could not agree with you more on that, Coach Rick Green of the George Washington Patriots. They are in sectional play in the elimination game next week against South Charleston. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. 
You're welcome. I appreciate it. And you guys do a great job with this. Thanks for promoting basketball in the state. Thanks so much. That's Rick Green, head coach of the George Washington boys basketball team. Good coach. It's always a, got a good basketball squad. And you think about this tonight in that uh, sectional final, he had mixed emotions, I'd say, if on the girls' side, because, of course, GW was playing South Charleston, which is coached by his brother, Gary. <laughs> they do Coach good. And Gary won. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, he's happy they won, but his school lost. And yeah. Not, it's all kinds of mixed feelings there. You know who doesn't have mixed feelings, though, is Spencer Dupuy over at our score desk. And uh, we go back down to Spencer right now. Yeah, some uh, breaking scores. We finished out all of our scores for the night. I'll get to that in a moment. But Sissonville boys basketball won 78-77 over Nitro. And then in, on the women's side, Parkersburg Catholic was able to defeat the Williamstown Yellow Jackets. Hold on, my computer now is stuck. It's 82 to 42 in a sectional final, and we now have all the boys and girls score from around, scores from around the mountain. So you can go to our, you can go to basketballnight.com to find out all the scores. That's the sound we love to hear, and you heard James Collier mention earlier. We didn't have to wait on the Paul Paul game tonight. We got them all lined up for you. You're right, yeah, Paul Paul was not in action today, and, and we haven't mentioned it, but there's one girls sectional final that's been moved to tomorrow. That's the Pikeview Bluefield uh, Region Three Section Two. Yeah, I want to. I want to give a big shout out to Coach Karen Miller, the coach at Pikeview, a good friend of mine in the coaching. Uh, Ranks, uh, she uh, retiring this year. She's been a true icon in women's basketball in the state of West Virginia for many years. Runs a quality program. I just have to say sentimentally, I mean, pulling for the Panthers, I hope they make the state tournament. Uh, I know we're not supposed to do that on here, but pulling for Coach Miller most of all. Uh, she's a class act. Uh, uh, I'm grateful for what she's done. I hope she enjoys her retirement. And uh, you know, and then there were two. Uh, a couple years ago they did an article in the, West, or the Charleston Gazette there were five of us that actually coached the girls' basketball during the fall, during football. Uh, Wayne Ryan, who's now at the SAC, uh, Mary Ramsey, who stepped down. Karen Miller was the other one, and me and Penn Kurtz were the other two. And I told him, uh, if me and Penn are the only two left, I know he looks a lot younger than I do, and he's got a nicer suit. So <laughs> best wishes to Karen Miller as uh, she winds down her final season leading the Panthers. Quick story about Karen Miller. I don't know that I've talked to her beyond this program. But I feel like I know her, and let me explain that for a moment. First off, she brought a basketball team to the Barbara J. Marone mm-hmm. shootout, key player shootout. I called those games on the radio. And then she brought her softball team to Wayne on a Saturday to play Spring Valley and Wayne. I did PA for those games. And then she brought her team to Marshall to watch a women's game. I did PA for the game, <laughs> that game too. So I, I feel like we've run across each other all the time. Well, she actually played at Bluefield State. Uh, There's an article online, a wonderful article uh, in the paper there in her area and uh, in the Beckley paper. So go on and read about her. A lot of people just see her as Coach Miller, but uh, she was an excellent player. She actually started in high school prior to girls having teams. Her first two years, they didn't field a team. She wanted to play on the boys' team, (laughs) wasn't allowed to, but her last two years she played, played well, ended up uh, getting the college scholarship. And the high school she went to? Oh, you asked me too quick. The, Br- the Bramwell Millionaires. It was one of the millionaires from Bramwell, absolutely. <laughs> I'll never forget those basketball pants with the dollar signs on them. <laughs> those, were the, those were the best. Those are the good old ones. We, we've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, much more of the celebration of Episode 100 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is Break 3 across the Fast Break Sports Network. 
Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. This is show 100. Send us a congratulation or note on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Use the hashtag BFN 100. Hashtag BFN 100. Sam Blizzard wrote, congratulations on the 100th show. Thanks for doing the great work you guys do supporting high school basketball around the great state of West Virginia. I'm looking forward to the next 100 shows. How old will Coach Marone be after another 100 shows? Who knows? Seth Meadows writes, Great show. Was an athlete of the week back three years ago. And on the show, the guys were very professional and great to talk to. Well-run program for high school hoops congratulations and uh pchs athletics thank you to basketball friday night in west virginia for your outstanding coverage of high school basketball in the mountain state especially your coverage of crusader and crusader at basketball congratulations on reaching the 100th episode milestone once again you can follow us on twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup make sure you use the hashtag bfn 100 hashtag bfn 100 we'd like to hear from you brian sexton writes congrats on the 100 episode thrilled to be a very small part of it we want to thank brian for giving us all the reports on the christian athletic teams around the mountain states everyone this is braxton crisp one of the founding members of basketball friday night through the 2015-16 season i'll try to be brief but there are many things to reminisce on especially about the infancy of the program that first season for example where the video was simply a webcam and the audio was only available on wmul wfgh and the online stream easy to say that a lot has changed since then and there are many more options to listen or watch now Then as we transitioned into the TV studio, one of my fondest memories from that was driving to Paris Science on the south side of Huntington just a couple hours before the first show of the season to pick up the backdrop pieces for the set. They might actually be the same ones you're seeing on your screen tonight. In hindsight, I feel like we were cutting that pretty close, getting them just a couple hours before the show. But that's the thrill of live TV and radio, right? Another one of my responsibilities in the early days was preparing the scoreboard that the hosts utilize for scoreboard updates. I would go through and find every game and list them out, boys and girls, being played in the state each Friday night of the show. It made it that much easier just to plug in the scores once we got them. But let me tell you that the task wasn't always that easy, especially when there was severe weather that canceled school. Some teams still played their games while others weren't allowed to, and then trying to track down the rescheduled date, sometimes it was a nightmare. As frustrating as it may have been, I loved every second of it and all my other times on Basketball Friday Night. I'm so impressed with the longevity of the program and how the basketball community in the state has embraced it. I 
feel that the program has always done an excellent job of informing the audience about what's going on in high school basketball in West Virginia, while also telling compelling stories from every corner of the state. I live in Michigan now, and believe me when I say there's nothing even close to basketball Friday night here, in a state that loves its basketball. Sure, there are different challenges, particularly with so many more schools here than in West Virginia, but there are a ton of great stories at each of those schools just waiting to be told. Stories that Basketball Friday Night covers in West Virginia each Friday through the winter. Congratulations on reaching 100 episodes and proving to everyone that it can be done. Go get 100 more. This is episode 100 of iSchool Basketball's Home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now back to your hosts radio and public address voice of the spring valley timberwolves local radio personality and a public address voice for the marshall thundering herd football team bill cornwell along with coach rick marone joe linville and ryan epling how come we don't get introductions <laughs> like that there's many more to go <laughs> we're at 955 almost 955 got a lot of jobs right <laughs> yeah bill just kind of Puts his, his planner and just goes where he's supposed to go day by day. Hey, you real, you know, it was great to hear from Braxton, Chris. You know, you, you realize that we were doing this show in Michigan, it would probably be like high school hockey uh, yes. night in Michigan because you know it, it's interesting. You know, as big and as big a sports uh, state as Michigan, they don't have anything like this. Yeah, Braxton lives in Wayne, Michigan, Wayne, with his Michigan. wife Michelle, and is a technical specialist for LiveSportsRadio.com. Good to hear from Braxton and uh, Marcus Constantino is at the score desk. He has an interesting story that involves Braxton <laughs> and my noteworthy timeliness. Yes, that's right. So um, at about 8.59 and 50 seconds, we realized uh, before one show, Ryan wasn't here. And so Braxton and I uh, were the only two people here. We were sitting on the desk. And from the time that the intro started um, until the intro was done, there comes Ryan coming through the front door. Uh, there goes Braxton and I darting out the door, going to the control room. And uh, Ryan uh, just barely made it in as the show started. Unfortunately, that's not the first or the last time that's going to happen. <laughs> totally agree. That, 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 that's for the brand, y'all. That's, he was actually you know. what, really, really early tonight. Yeah, I made it here like... Well, it's scary minutes. early. Yes, yeah. they were worried about me. Like, Are you okay? Like, uh, yeah, it's fun. Maybe you're sick. Hey. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so much fun that we have here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The opportunities we had to bring you the stories of high school basketball across the state. A lot of times, basketball can be the vehicle for other stories that we find interesting to to share with you along the way as well. Sometimes it's a you know serious life event. We don't like those, but they happen. But we love to celebrate high school basketball and. Something that I think we can all remember is, you know, just when you go to a game, you're doing it for the kids. Just remember that. That's right. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 100, hour two. is coming up in just a moment. I believe I should be hearing a music bed right about now. <laughs> We're going to step aside and take a break right now. We'll be back with more of our second hour of the fastest three hours in radio. This is Basketball Friday Night. In West Virginia, episode 100 on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. (laughs) 
If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates around the Mountain State. We couldn't do it without them. And if you talk to them or interact with the local radio stations, make sure you thank them for carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we want to have a shout-out and a thank you to 104.1 FM WVXS in Romney, 92.5 FM WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM WKQV, Cowan, Heard in Braxton County, 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM WRSG, Middleburn, 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM WRNR in Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX in Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY, Moundsville, 101.1 FM, WV, WVLP, Wayne, 92.3 FM, WYRC, Spencer, 103.7 FM, WQWV and Fisher, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, 106.7 FM, WHFI, Linside, 93.9 FM, WRRR, St. Mary's, 104.5 FM, WASPLP, in Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW, in Logan, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP, in Clay, 98.5 FM, WQAZ, Edmond, Beckley, and that's not all. Please join Marshall University's Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum celebration of other important events throughout the year. The Woodson Lyceum also supports programs specifically for teachers and students. Teachers should apply for the Lyceum Summer History Institute by March 13th. The History Institute is partly funded by a major grant from the West Virginia Humanities Council. Students should apply for positions in the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications High School Journalism Workshop by May 30th. Applications for teachers and students are available at the Woodson Lyceum's website, marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. The Woodson Lyceum is a resource for this region on Black History Month and serves as a forum supporting quality education and freedom of the press. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It is 10.02 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, all, all here. They're, Jordan Mounts is here. We'll hear from him a little bit later on as well. 
Marcus Constantino, Spencer Dupuy, Landon Mitchell, helping run the cameras today. Our usual camera operator, Kyle Powers, is at the NFL Combine. That's what I say. He's really moving up in the world. You know? Yes, and his dad let me know that they didn't get his 40 time at the combine because the battery and the stopwatch <laughs> ran out before he finished. Uh, I thought they were using a sundial. <laughs> well, and that's unfortunate because it's indoors. So, um, at, at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, Kyle is always a, a big help to this program. So, uh, a big thanks to him. And, and you know, before we get too deep into things, uh, you know, we we are we are already here to episode 100, which is also episode, I believe. 12 of this season, mm-hmm. which means one more show before the state tournament begins. Three shows left basketball. for the year. That's hard. Yes, that, that is, that is, this, this year is just moving right along. And, you know, you heard from uh, Braxton Crisp there a moment ago, and he sent me a message. I just want to share it real fast <laughs> with you just a little bit here. So just uh, humor me for a moment. Uh, he said, we should look up a kid named Imani Bates from Ypsilanti Lincoln High School. He's a sophomore. And earlier this year, he scored 63 points and had 21 rebounds in a two-overtime game. Top 10 recruit in his class. He says he's not sure that many people outside of Metro Detroit or Ann Arbor know much about him. But a basketball Friday night in Michigan would likely eliminate that problem. That's true. (laughs) And he sends his congrats again. And thank you so much to Braxton for all that he has done as well. You know, another person that has been a big help to us in terms of a supporter of us and a supporter of basketball. And he's also, you know, holds another title that's fairly important. He is the uh, governor of the great state of West Virginia. His basketball team fell tonight in sectional championship play, but that means they will play a game at South Charleston for a bit in the state girls basketball tournament. And we will get with the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, in just a moment. We will have him here in, in just uh, seconds. But, uh, you know, Rick, we'll, we'll do this preview a bit before we get to him. It, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to put into words the amount of support we get just hearing from people, giving us their well wishes, giving us their, their kind words, and just what it really means to us. Yeah, I think uh, when you when you get that feedback, it, it's kind of a validation of what what you're trying to do. And and uh, when you go across the state to all the corners of the state, I think uh, uh, the feedback is is awesome. And the state tournament is where it kind of comes to a head. But we get to enjoy that throughout the year. And the people we've met, and the friends, and the people that we've developed relationships with through basketball uh, transcend the game. So it, it's been wonderful, and the support we get from all different levels. Uh, make it possible for what we do each and every week. Absolutely. And joining us now on the program is Governor Jim Justice, the head coach of the Greenbrier East girls team and governor of the great state of West Virginia. Governor, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, we're Great. doing very well, very well. And it was, a, it was a tough loss for your girls tonight, but with the the way the format is, you still have one win to get to Charleston. Well, that's right. We... Uh... We we didn't we didn't do do our job any stretch of imagination tonight. But you gotta give Woodrow a lot of credit. Those kids played really good and uh they played great defense and and you know, they put a lot of pressure on our shooters and we turned the ball over a lot and uh and then the floodgates just happened and you know, just one of those things, you know, it uh I told the kids in the dressing room after it was over, I mean, you know, you gotta you got to regroup and regroup fast. This kind of stuff happens in the 
basketball basketball worlds are the best of the best. I mean, you know, if it's dude getting beat by Stephen F. Austin or whatever, you know, it just it just happens. And, and and then when the floodgates go the wrong way, it's really hard to sometimes turn it around. But boy, did we have an incredible, incredible basketball high school basketball night. You know, probably the biggest crowd ever in the history of the Greenbrier East Gymnasium, probably pushing almost 2,000 people. And, uh, and you know, everybody, everybody, you know, cheered very ferociously and everything, but behaved great. And uh, I just thought it was a great high school basketball night. That's all there's to it. Even we like to for it to be a whole lot different. But, uh, but you got to give Woodrow a lot of credit. They played really good. And, Coach, something I think people can lose track of, I know you don't because you're fully aware of this, but when it comes to high school basketball, the, the margin for error is, is really razor thin. If you don't bring it on a night, you, you get beat by 23, by uh, any night out, basically. Well, I mean, that, that's for sure. And, you know, it, it, uh, you know, it just, you know it's, just, it's just really odd, you know, how the game of basketball especially, you know, when it turns against you, it can really, it can be just ugly. That's all there is to it. But uh, listen, we don't want to take a thing in the world away from Woodrow. Woodrow played really well. We played terrible and shot the ball terrible. We shot both teams shot fifty-five shots. You know, I mean, we shot exactly the same number of attempts that Woodrow did and got beat like a drum. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, you know, just absolutely uh, disappointing. You know, we we just, uh, but at the same time, you know. It's it's my responsibility to have the team prepared, and, you know, evidently they just weren't prepared, so it didn't go very good, that's for sure. Coach, uh, you talk about your, your team, you know, 20 wins in a season, uh, you know, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Congratulations on that, and I'm sure you can get these uh, girls turned around and regroup for next week. Well, you know, guys, we've uh, – I've coached a long time, and uh, and and you know one of the things probably that I'm I'm really proud of is the fact that uh, next year, about two thirds of the way through the season, I will have won in twenty and a half seasons if you count the, the my little stint with the boys. I'll I'll win my five hundredth game at Greenbrier East, and it's just amazing to think you know that. Uh, that I've been there that long, but but I've, I've coached lots and lots and lots of games. I love the game of basketball. I love the kids. I don't do much else. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, Governor, what are you doing coaching a basketball team? But you see, I really believe community service is really important, and uh, and and I really do believe that I, I'm able to, to keep these kids on the right path, and, and you know, we've never had a kid – since I've been at Greenbrier East, and I imagine this, we've never cut a kid, and we've never had a kid become great and eligible. And, you know, and we just win and win and win and win, and uh, there's a right way to do it. And, you know, it just uh, – and the community just supports us like crazy, and tonight was really something really special. But, uh, you know, I, I do love the game and love kids, and, and like I said, I don't go on vacations. I don't travel all over the place. I don't have a – a yacht or go go here and there, I, you know. And, and but at the same time, I'm uh, I'm all over the state all the time. I'm not going to miss a lick, 
you know, with anything whatsoever to do with the government because at the end of the day, the only reason in the world that I'm your governor is I just want to do the right thing to really help as many people as we can and, uh, and I don't want to think for myself. So the net of the whole thing is, uh, I do love uh, the time spent with the kids and I think it's valuable, really valuable to those kids. And, 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 Governor, obviously this being our 100th episode uh, of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, uh, I think we can echo those comments. We like This is our way of, of kind of sharing their stories, getting the word out, giving them attention, giving them opportunities to speak in somewhat formal, not really formal, we're a very informal type show, but give them opportunities to speak live on air. We, we, you know, there, there's a lot that kind of... Like, this is our side of it. That's your side of it. And really, we're all just doing our best to make these a positive experience and positive time for the kids who are in high school in this, in this great state. Well, first of all, I congratulate you all in every way. I mean, you, uh, you took something, had some passion for it and everything, and took off. And look what a service and, and that is doing for our state and for all these kids. You know, the thing that people just overlook is they have so many temptations and are bombarded with so many things where they can drift away from us, and so many kids do. And so by your efforts, by all the coaches that are out there and the administrators and all the people that are, you know, basically, you know, giving of their time to make good things happen for our kids, I salute them, and I would challenge everybody, get involved. We need you to be involved with our kids. Our kids are everything to us, and we need you and need you to be involved. Sure, it takes time, and sure, it's a little tougher. I mean, I drove 500 miles today. You know, I went from Lewisburg to Logan, to Charleston, to Logan, back to Charleston, back to Lewisburg. I've been all over the state and everything. And sure, it was tough, but at the same time, and then, and then having to coach a game and be involved with these kids. But let me tell you, if you're able to touch a kid and change a life, it is so meaningful, it's unbelievable, and that's what we ought to be doing. So I thank you all so much for all you do and, and congratulate you on a big hundred. That's for sure. Well, thanks so much, Governor. And- uh, and we obviously we thank you for your time. I mean, you, you're you're the governor of West Virginia, and, and and you take time to talk with us, and we can talk high school basketball. And I I think that's also kind of a just a neat little thing that we have here, where you know on on a, any given Friday night we'll talk to the governor of West Virginia Absolutely. on the program. How I mean, that's just that's really neat for us it, too. It's a West Virginia thing. We can do this. Okay. Well, it's a good thing. And and more states ought to have it, you know. If but uh, but if if you know, it's it's my pleasure to talk with you. You know, you guys are doing great work, and and I'll talk with you anytime. I mean, tonight is a tough one. <laughs> I mean, when you just get gas and everything, it's tough. But uh, but really, true. That's uh, that's just part of it. Governor Jim Justice, head coach of the Greenbrier East Girls team, they fall tonight in the sectional final to Woodrow Wilson uh, by a final of 78-55. Greenbrier East will go to South Charleston in a regional final next week for an opportunity to make the girls' AAA state tournament. Governor Justice and Coach Jim Justice, thanks so much for joining us tonight. 
Okay, now guys, before I go, you know, I am the governor. <laughs> and I do have, I do have uh, eyes and ears all over the place all the time. And I, did, I do want you to know that there are some of us that know that there's something going to happen around the 11 o'clock hour that could involve a diamond in the rough in some way, somehow. But I'll just leave it at that and wish you the best and congratulate you for all you do. Really proud of you. Y'all be good, guys. Oh, thanks, thanks so much, Governor. governor. And, and yes, I mean he is the governor. He knows this stuff. But we do have a special announcement that will come up about the eleven o'clock we, hour. We, we, we haven't even talked about yeah. it yet. And the governor. <laughs> and by the way, the, the governor is such a supporter of this show that he actually had us in his office a couple of summers ago, and uh, he his people gave us some nice little uh, accommodations. I know uh, we, which we all pr- proudly still. Hanging on to, and we appreciate the support of the governor. Absolutely, it's, it's he's he's been very kind to our program over the years, and we're very thankful to that. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Marty Beerheller, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes. We'll also talk with Howard Meeks, head coach of the St. Mary's Girls, and our good buddy Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies. All that and much more when episode 100 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, visit basketballnight.com. This is episode 100 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, we want to hear from you on Twitter. Tell us what you think about Basketball Friday Night. Give us a congrats on episode 100. Uh, we did hear from uh, Coach Eddie. Coach Eddie says, I remember listening to the first show, and I knew it was here to last. You guys provide awesome coverage every for every basketball team in West Virginia. Congratulations on reaching the 100-show milestone. Use hashtag BFN100, hashtag BFN100. We want to hear from you on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Ed Forshee. And one thing I can say is without Ed, you wouldn't have a lot of the scores that you have in the Mountain State. It says congrats on your 100 shows. Always a great Friday night listening. Thank you so much, Ed. We appreciate everything you do for us. Coach Eddie writes... Big Epps, your program has always been top-notch. As we talked years ago, you deliver A-plus coverage, and everyone enjoys a good laugh during the show. Here's to many more years, Coach Eddie. Thank you, Coach Eddie. Greenbrier West Cavaliers, right, at Hoops underscore Roundup Milestones aren't just a destination to all the miles you've traveled to get there. Think of all of the miles we've traveled on these country roads playing basketball and the privilege of listening to your show recreate those moments for us. Congratulations to 100 shows. Hi guys, it is former special correspondent Andrew Harrison again. I wanted to share one of the many memories I had during my time with Basketball Friday Night. It was my first night as special correspondent. I was nervous and confident, but mainly nervous. I am sitting next to Ryan. 
trying not to think about tripping over my words. Ryan, somehow with his soothing voice, is able to guide me through the segment, and we have a seamless conversation. It may not seem like much, but for me as a student, it meant a lot. A hundred episodes is an amazing feat, and I still utilize what I learned as special correspondent in my professional life as a news and sports reporter in central New Jersey. I'm able to now see where Basketball Friday Night aided my ability in picking out something interesting or new with the group or individual that I've covered in the various towns under my purview. Thank you guys for a wonderful experience. I miss you guys, and I hope you have a great rest of the night. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 100. Now, back to our hosts, radio and public address voice of the Scott Skyhawks, local radio and sports personality on WVOW Logan and WZAC, Madison, Charleston, master of the man cave, you should see his. Joe Linville, along with Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Ipling. Uh, just a little before 1020 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia, Joe Linville getting his big intro and he didn't even hear it. Now he's getting a bit of a break. We'll, we'll we we want to hear about that way. man cave, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to ask you more about that a little uh, bit later on. Great, great to hear from Andrew Harrison. And, and uh, uh, you could tell when, when Andrew was working with us that he's, he was going to be a talented uh, journalist and uh, I'm really happy with the success he's having uh, because he got a good grounding here and uh, it's nice to see that he gives some of it the credit to working on this show. I'm going to tie some things in here real fast for you. Uh, Andrew Harrison now working for the newspaper media group in Tom's River, Tom's River New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yes, in Tom's River, New Jersey. If you ever follow baseball, Todd Frazier's from there. Was a Little League World Series hero. Monet Davis played in the Little League World Series. She currently plays softball for Hampton. Played against Marshall today in the Pirate Classic. Marshall won, but Monet Davis was 2 of 2 at the plate. So there you go. Wrapping it all together. That's what we do here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. So part of being a special correspondent is that your name must be Andrew. So uh, Andrew Rogers is our special correspondent now. He joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as we get set to meet our standout athlete of the week, K.J. McClurg from University. And Andrew this is a young man who has to share the spotlight on the reigning state championship basketball team. Yeah, and he does a pretty darn good job of it, averaging 22 points per game, and he plays alongside Caden Matheny, who's already committed to Bowling Green, and KJ's got offers himself. So you're talking about two of the best scoring guards on the same team in the same on the same team in the same class. And a rarity in West Virginia, especially at the level which university plays at the upper echelon of Class AAA. You're talking about a guy who's a 1,000-point scorer who's a two-year starter. Exactly. He did not start until his junior season. That just kind of shows his growth. And when I talk to him and his coach, it's not just his shooting. He can post up. He can get to the rim. He does it in so many different ways that you can't just rely on him doing one thing. And you can tell just by that background that it's somebody who has to work hard to get where he does. And that's something that he doesn't carry just on the basketball court. Basically, the basketball court is the extension of how he works in the classroom. 4.0 GPA. His dad mentioned to me that he can't remember the last time he got an a, a less than an A on a test. 
So, I mean, this is just a guy that's incredible. But his work ethic and his competitive spirit carries over into the classroom, and it's even more seen on the basketball floor. Andrew now has more with our standout athlete of the week, senior guard K.J. McClurg of University High School. The late Kobe Bryant once said, Great things come from hard work and perseverance. A highly competitive spirit and exceptional talent and a strong work ethic to be the best he can be for his team is what makes K.J. McClurg this week's standout athlete of the week. K.J. McClurg is one of the elite scorers on one of West Virginia's elite high school basketball teams. The University Hawks senior guard is averaging nearly 22 points per game this season for the number one ranked Hawks. Despite not cracking the starting lineup until his junior season, McClurg has surpassed the 1,000-point scoring mark already during his high school career. He credits his teammates trusting him to knock down important shots for his success. I give all the credit to my teammates. They push me every day in practice, and then during the games, I mean, if I'm open, they'll find me. Um, in games also, like, if we need something, they're like, let's go, KJ, you got this. You need to you need to give us a big bucket here. It's not all on me. Uh, I give a lot of credit to my teammates. University High's head coach Joe Schmittle says McClurg's work ethic obviously has paid off because his teammates have followed his example. He works so hard on his game. The amount of time that he puts in, he's you know, one of the first ones there, last one to leave, comes in 5.30 in the morning on school days a lot of times to get shots up, and you know he just wants to be in the gym all the time, and I think a lot of our other players and, and younger guys especially see the amount of work he's put in and just how much he's improved. Uh, over the course of his high school career. This past season, McClurg's reward for his improvements was being named to the Clash AAA second team and to the all-tournament team after he led the Hawks to their first-ever state championship. He has not only built upon these accomplishments into this season, but Coach Schmittle says his versatility on the offensive end demonstrates the problem he poses now for opponents. One thing that that KJ has that nobody else on our team really has is the ability to play multiple positions on the floor whether it's facing the basket or with his back to the basket. Uh, he's, he's got the ball handling skills, obviously can shoot it um, from anywhere on the floor. He's got great footwork, great post moves, finishes very well around the basket. You know, his game's a complete game. He's a matchup nightmare for a lot of, a lot of teams. McClurg's exceptional performances are not limited to the basketball court, but also are displayed in the classroom where he steadily maintains a 4.0 GPA. His father, David Jones, says his work ethic and competitive spirit has been the same since he was a little kid. Ever since he was small, he is competitive at everything that he ever tries to do. I mean, even when he was like three and four years old, he hated to lose at anything at home. Absolutely anything and everything. He had to try his hardest. He loved to win and hated to lose. If you get 100, he wants to try to get 101. He's just, he's ultra competitive. That's just how he is. Regardless of his having received a basketball scholarship offer to play for the Naval Academy, as well as receiving interest from other Division I colleges, McClurg remains focused on repeating as Clash AAA champions. We're not just living on expectations. We have to go out there, perform every game, perform every day, keep working. And I'm really putting everything I have into this last season and going out there and giving them all to try to get to the state tournament and get to the state championship and win it again. McClurg and his teammates' quest to repeat begins Wednesday at 7 p.m. when they play host to Preston. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm special correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thank you very much, Andrew. And we'll, we'll talk with K.J. McClurg in our 11 o'clock hour.
And joining us now on the set is Assistant Executive Director of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission, Wayne Ryan. He's in. T- he didn't just come to see us. I mean, he's in town for the state wrestling sure tournament. Sure yeah, but we'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to mention that the state wrestling tournament's about ten blocks down the the, the street at Mountain Health Arena right now. Uh, but he is here with us tonight in studio. First off, uh, former coach at Summers County High School. Obviously, an exciting time of year for everyone involved with basketball. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, tournament time's exciting, whether you're the, the, the fan, the coach, the player. I mean, you know, it's an exciting time. And we all look forward to seeing what's going to happen, what has happened in tournament play, and trying to predict what's going to happen. You know, everybody thinks they've got the answers, too, but we're often surprised about that. We always see at least one or two surprises sure. that really stand out over the course of the mm-hmm. postseason. And, and we'll talk, you know, we can't really go too far without looking ahead to next year and the way things change right. in basketball with the four-class system. Right. Um, we, we had a little bit of discussion last year moving the, sta- the t- start date of the state tournament would then be on Tuesday. Correct. It'd be a Tuesday through Saturday event. Um, I know that you've, you've put together all the, the legwork into that. Tell me a little bit about what fans are going to see next year. It's going to be another six-game, two-session, just kind of extra day to it basically that's that's correct we're, you know tuesday is going to be like the current wednesday we're going to add a day three three games in the morning three in the evening uh, i think the difference is saturday now your championship sessions are going to be two and two we'll, we'll have two in the morning and, and then come back in the evening for two so i mean that's exciting if you like basketball that's exciting it'll be very interesting to see how the four class system works and does it create some competitive balance and good matchups and and probably there will be some teams in the state tournament that haven't been there for a while, if, if, if ever. And uh, I, I think that's exciting. That's absolutely good for those communities as well. For the sport, I mean, when you when you see light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, when you right. see where you can get to, you, you can kind of develop your youth leagues by showing them where they can go. Well, I think everybody wants to be able to have an attainable goal. Uh, not say you have one, but have one. And I, I think the door's open for that now. So it will be very interesting to see how that transpires and, and I think there's some, some single-way schools especially that are really going to benefit uh, from, from four classes, and it'll be interesting to see what the next two years hold. And one thing I wanted to ask, and we're about to get into regional play for girls' basketball next week. There are specifications for uh, hosting games in terms of uh, gymnasium, seating capacity, et cetera. Is that something you have to reexamine with the four class, or is that something that you'll kind of um, arrange it to fit in similar parameters to what you already have? Primarily, your, your single A and double A are, are going to stay, stay the same, and, and your, your 4A is going to be the same. Schools are currently in triple A, so not a lot of change is going to be required as far as facilities go. And, uh, hey, Coach, uh, probably the reason they had your phone number four years ago was I gave it to them. So it's okay. <laughs> you can blame me. But, uh, Coach Ryan, uh, uh, first of all, thank you for everything you've done for all the uh, my career, someone I looked up to as a as a role model with your coaching career and then how you handled that. yourself and run your program. And then out the SAC, you brought that same professionalism and class. So uh, we really appreciate what you do for uh, all of us across the state. But Thank you. Uh, you know, I know, uh, as Ryan mentioned, uh, you know, of course, the wrestling tournament, one of your uh, one of your things that you're you're over as well. But as you transition from the coaching and the administration, you were doing there as the athletic director uh, at Summers County into your new role and getting to experience other sports, maybe more right. in depthly. I know as an AD, you were involved with them. But uh, if you talk a little bit about that transition and then what you get to to be a part of now. Well, I've certainly learned a lot. I didn't have a wrestling background at all coming from Summers County and, and being a basketball coach for 30 <laughs> years. So there's been a lot to learn in, 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 in wrestling. And, you know, being a part of all the state tournaments now, um, it, it's not like work. It's a very enjoyable experience because uh, state tournaments are exciting no matter what the sport. They, they truly are. 
And, you know, unfortunately in my background, you know, I, I did coach, but I was also the school administrator. I was also the parent and also an official. So I've, I've got some perspective there that I share. And then we go into the state tournaments. It's, it's exciting. And throughout the year, we have to deal with a lot of issues. And you have to remember that everybody looks at those issues from their own perspective, no matter what they are and whatever role they're playing at the time. You know, we obviously we uh, deal with basketball here on this show, Wayne, but uh, seeing a lot of kids around the state playing newer sports and different sports, one that kind of gets my attention is lacrosse. Is there any possibilities about SSAC maybe adding lacrosse or other sports championships? Well, good question. And, and next year, if all goes well, we are adding two sports. Good. Uh, we will be adding archery which okay. is very popular around our state yep. and uh, brings in a clientele that uh, some of them play other sports, some of them do not, but our, our archery is, uh, uh, has a, lo- a lot of kids participating around the state. So I think we're going to bring that in under our umbrella next year. And also robotics. Mm. Um, so those will be the two sports. If all goes well, we'll be adding next fall. Uh, you ask about lacrosse. Obviously, there, there is a lacrosse interest. There's lacrosse teams that participate. Most of them, though, are not school-based teams, or if they are, they're two or three schools combined to form the team. So as far as the numbers required um, to, to meet our, our bylaws to constitute a new sanctioned sport, lacrosse is still quite a ways away from that. No. It's a slow, slow build of Correct. lacrosse, but Correct. it is building. And, and, and it's, a, it's, it's still very, a very regionally, regionally participated in sport at this point. And, uh, again, it's hard to let you go without talking about basketball, though. And, uh, you know, you, you were a part of this program as a coach originally, sure. and uh, now, now you get to kind of – you've been here – it was like four years ago, I believe, you stopped was, in to see yes. us. And, <laughs> yes, and now, you know, you see how far we've come. It's, it's uh, awesome. It, it really, it's, it's a neat and thing. And I'm here on a special night, too, so that's pretty <laughs> cool. Right, absolutely. Episode 100, right. and Wayne Ryan, Assistant Executive Director of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission. Thanks so much for joining us tonight in studio. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I appreciate what you guys do for basketball. Basketball will always have a special place in my heart, without a doubt. All right, thanks, thanks so much. That's Wayne Ryan, Executive Assistant Executive Director of the West Virginia Secondary School Activities Commission. We'll be back with Marty Verheller, head coach of the Parkersburg County Girls Team, Howard Meeks, head coach of the St. Mary's Girls Team, Bill Wask, assistant coach of the Man Boys Team, and Super Dave, Dave Morrison. Talk all that much more halfway home on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 100 on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. This is episode 100 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and we want to thank everybody that has sent us a uh, congratulations out. And if you want to do that, follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Use the hashtag BFN100, BFN100 to at hoops underscore roundup. Sending us congrats tonight, Michael Goddard. Michael says, at Hoops underscore Roundup, it is a humbling honor to be included as part of your show every week. But it's a thrill to have a first-class platform to bring the Cavaliers basketball highlights to everyone in West Virginia. Your show is a slam dunk for high school hoops fans. Congrats on episode 100. Shady Spring Basketball says, Guys, keep up the hard work, love the show, and insight. Coach Olson, Shady Spring Tigers. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup, and we'll share your congrats tonight. Coach Bob says, 
Congrats on your 100th episode. Greenbrier West joins the rest of the state in celebrating your milestone. Look forward to many, many more shows. And thank you for allowing our student-athletes to be recognized. And you heard that earlier, our standout athlete of the week. We need some of the greatest athletes in our state. Stephen Nutter says, at Hoops Roundup, coaches, players, and fans greatly appreciate all you do for basketball in the state of West Virginia. Good evening. I am Alec Hildebeitel, a former volunteer with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia in 2014 through 2015. I want to express my congratulations to everyone who has ever been involved in helping this program reach its 100th episode milestone during its seventh season of production. Here's to another 100 great episodes celebrating high school basketball throughout West Virginia. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia High School's basketball home in the Mountain State. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Mr. Handsome Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.35 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville, Tulsa Lady Rebels Coach Rick Marone. And Bill Cornwell. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get any more than that. Uh, you no, no more than no, no, that's enough. That's enough from you. <laughs> We're with you until midnight here with episode 100. So happy to be with you and so happy that you're here with us because this show is really done for you, not just for our own gratification. So uh, we certainly hope that you uh, enjoy this as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. And, of course, want to say thanks to Alec Hildebeidel, who you just heard from there. He's now a News Talk producer at WBAL News Radio 9. Excuse me. Let me try this again. News Radio 1090 AM at 101.5 FM in Baltimore, the flagship station of the Baltimore Ravens. So That means he gets to work with Jerry Sandusky, the voice of the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Alec, uh, of course, was behind the scenes here for a couple of years and did good work. You're on Basketball Friday night as West, uh, in West Virginia. It's always good to hear from him as well. And we know that we've had some good folks waiting for us on the phone lines uh, for a while now. And uh, we understand that. We appreciate that. And that's why we're going to try to knock some of these out now while we can. Marty Verheller is the head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes. That's a basketball team that's looking real strong going into the postseason. He joins us now here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Coach, 24-0 on the season. Now ready for regional play. That's exactly right. Um, guys, first of all, um, congratulations on your 100th episode. And uh, to echo the words of um, Governor Justice and Coach Justice, um, you guys deserve a lot of uh, credit. Congratulations. And uh, keep up the good work. Thanks so much. And, of course, we appreciate you hanging on with us tonight, too. It's a little bit of a different show, a little bit longer. Unfortunately, Coach Verheller seems to always end up in queue when that happens. (laughs) This is not the first time. He's been nice enough to hang in there with us. We greatly appreciate that. An 82-42 win tonight over Williamstown. That's a good basketball team. And and your ball club able to take care of business, though. And now looking forward to uh, an opportunity to play uh, in that state playing game at home next week uh, against Tug Valley. That's exactly right. And first of all, 
I know it, it, it looks like it was a comfortable win, but <laughs> if, if, if you know anything about basketball in West Virginia, you understand how well coached Williamstown is. You know, Fred Saro does such an amazing job every year with those girls. And, you know, if you're, if you're chosen to be the head coach, the head coach of the McDonald's All American game, you know, you kind of have a clue as to what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know I, I didn't sleep very well last night. My, my son, Ben, who, whom I uh, owe so much to, said, Dad, what time did you come to bed last night? And I said, Well, it was kind of late. He said, What time was it? I said, ah, It was about three. And he said, Dad, what? What were you doing up so late? I said, hey, you're playing Williamstown. This is Coach Dario you're talking about. So, um, anyway, we just uh, we, we worked really hard to prepare for them, and I know uh, he had his kids really well prepared, but we have a pretty good team, guys. And, and uh, you know, he, he, he prepared his kids well, and just tonight was our night. And um, I, I give uh, uh, all my kudos to, uh, to him and his program. So, uh, I'll sleep a lot better tonight. Trust me, there will not be a 3 a.m. Uh, uh, nighttime tonight. So I feel a little bit better having this one behind us. But we have a lot of work to do still just to get to Charleston. Well, there was a, that reminds me of an old thing that former Marshall football coach Bob Pruitt would say. Yeah, I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying because of that. <laughs> you know, the future there. That is so true. That's exactly yeah. right. And, and, um, and, and by the way, here, here's here's the thing I was wondering. I thought, dang, I've got uh, Governor Justice on the line. Then you bring in the big gun with Wayne Ryan. <laughs> Are you crazy? So I was trying to think, man, you know, Coach, come back next week. We'll see if we can fix it. <laughs> And, and Marty, one thing about uh, taking care of business tonight, winning big, uh, uh, obviously your, your young ladies wanted to have that home regional and not have to get on the road and, and come down here to Huntington and face uh, you know, the uh, perennial state champions in the Irish of St. Joe. Yeah, Coach, that's so true. And um, I, I would be lying to you if I said that that did not come up. <laughs> Trust me, it was discussed, and not that we have to spend an exorbitant amount of time um, having our kids uh, tune in and focus and so forth. They knew exactly what was on the line, and that's the beauty of having a team that has experience that you can you can be upfront and honest with them. Sometimes with a younger team, you have to be careful about over preparing them, and you have to be careful about what you say because as soon as you do, and you say. Excuse me. There's a lot on the line, and so forth. Uh, you're over coaching. You better, you better look out for that. So we we have the luxury this year of saying we do know what's on the line, and we don't want to make that trip for a regional final. Um, if if you're you're playing St. Joe down the line, that must mean you've done a lot of good things. In the meantime, uh, let's deal with St. Joe down the line. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, uh, the last day of the season. That's what we hope for. But yeah. um, in the meantime, we get to play at home. And Marty Verheller, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes, 24-0. They will host Tug Valley in a regional game next week. Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. And, guys, uh, again, congratulations. Um, it's a lot of fun to listen to you, and uh, you deserve uh, all the credit in the world. And um, 
hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again real soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. That's Marty Verheller, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, I can't say enough thank you. Sometimes thank you isn't adequate for uh, the gratitude that we feel toward the people who take part in this program and all they do to help us as well. Moving right along, we got to keep going here because we've got so many people on hold and I want to get through as many of them as possible. Howard Meeks is the head coach of the St. Mary's girls basketball team, and he joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach Meeks, first off, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you, guys. And uh, before I say anything else, just congratulations on everything you do for all the athletes around the state of West Virginia. And, uh, you know, just it's an honor to be able to be on the radio tonight with you guys as you celebrate you know your 100 show and uh it seems like i'm around every now and then with uh, milestones i can't believe you let rick marone you know, hang, hang around with you guys all the time but I, I, Thank I, you. I, I, I was i was i was fortunate enough for him to feed me when they celebrated their his 400 win and, and now to be part of 100 show but all you guys uh, just thank you for everything you do and we're so blessed that sam yoho and his staff and 93r carries it up here in blue double country and and uh Richie Rebel Country, so our area can uh, listen to you every Friday night. Well, we greatly, greatly appreciate that. And, uh, I did enjoy. I got to talk to you at the state boy, uh, girls basketball tournament last year, and, and enjoyed that as well. And uh, your basketball team, fifteen and eight on the season, but three straight wins going into the postseason. That's or in, going through the postseason, I should say. That's kind of where you want to be because right now you're getting into you know, elimination game time. Right, we, we had a tail a couple. And uh, of two seasons, we started off what, nine and two, and had you know a favorable front end of schedule. But you got to take care of business, and then um, you know just as a, a, a team that hasn't been to sectional final in, in over three years, and so you have a lot of even your upperclassmen that don't have that experience. And uh, we just hit a low point uh, at the Calhoun game uh, for LKC playoff. We're losing forty-one to ten to Calhoun, and they're a nice team, but. 41-10 is not what we do, and I just went in and quietly told the girls, "Hey, I apologize, but you know we're just not the same team, and we got we got two seasons to decide. We want to put this behind us and go play, play our hearts out and play because you're you know you're great young ladies and you're a beautiful team when you're playing all pulling rope together, or or we can just keep <clears throat> trying to find reasons that that we're not doing things right and divide us. And uh, the girls answered, and you know we lost the game, but we outscored them thirty-seven twenty and. Um, we've just been on a roll since then, and, it, and it's, it's all you know. It's all the seniors and junior leadership and, and underclassmen buying in, and you know how that goes and stuff like that. But you know, the, the funny thing is, Marty's complaining and about his lineup, and I said, now, yeah, now I, I'm behind the governor, and, the and, and, and now a guy that you know he's crying about going to sleep at three o'clock. Uh, I'm about having eight losses and going to sleep at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> He's got an undefeated team, and if he wants to loan me a couple of guards, I'll sleep a lot better. You know, but uh, you know, it, it's just so. You know, it, it's just it's just a testament to to our conference. You know that you got a team like Williamstown and Fred Sorrow. You know, considering an upset to beat Calhoun based on seeding and stuff, and so Calhoun had a great year, and now you got what Marty's done in the conference. You know, and now we have a chance maybe to take care of business against a team that we have some familiarity with next week. And, you know, it's always hard to beat a team a third time, and the coaches know that. But you know, we'll do everything, and I think the girls are prepared and excited to host a regional for the first time in a long time. And, uh, you know, 
and, and just just be part of the dance again. Well, Coach, real quick, uh, Coach Marone here, congratulations on the big win. And as you mentioned, getting to host that regional game and, and having a group, that's a little bit uncharted territory for you. Over all the years, and you've done such a tremendous job, you always had kids that had that experience and kind of had that that uh, in their their memory bank. Uh, but this, as you mentioned, a new situation. You've got kids that have really grown in your program. And now to get to host that game with Cameron, uh, they got to be excited. But how do you kind of keep them focused and keep them uh, not getting ahead of themselves at this point? You've got a lot of experience getting teams to the state tournament. Uh, but this got to be exciting for you too, but a little bit unknown as well. Yeah, this, you know, Coach, great point. This is – and this senior class, with the, this is the first time they've been a part of cutting down a net. So that's how long it's been. You know, we, you know, Ashley Hall, 2016, the last time that we cut down a sectional net, and you know, and so it, um, so it's just nice. And, and, and you know how it is when you know you're from a small community. When you watch these girls from the third grade, and everybody knows how I do it here. It's just I'm not very smart. I just I just care, and I, I open the gym up every Sunday afternoon after church and keep it open until it's time to go back to church. And uh, yeah, you know I work with third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders and parents, and we just try to you know, and we're not maybe the best at it, but the kids just believe, and and it's a community thing up here, and. You know, this is my seventh sectional. You know, in 13 years now, and and everyone's been special, but this one really means a lot because you got a lot of young kids that maybe we're not the best basketball players, but we're a heck of a nice group and, and a nice team. And to watch them finally succeed, and I push kids so hard, and everybody knows that, and they don't always understand. But tonight, it's about a wonderful bunch of young ladies and a bunch of parents to let me do my job and. Uh, I just want to shout out to all of them because they're the ones that put the gas in the car and take them places. And, uh, and it's just, unlike in the past, I'm letting them celebrate a little bit. I actually went in and told me, Coach, I don't have any talk. Uh, one thing I learned, the first four, the first four times I, I was so focused, you know, had teams and just trying to battle and get over the mountain. And, you know, so, you know, when I come on the scene four out of five years, I'm playing St. John's State Championship game. And, and I look back at it, and I have wonderful memories. And I had so super kids and stuff, but I realized I didn't enjoy it, Rick. And so I maybe a little older, and when you don't go there every year, because, you know, I'm like most single-way programs, you know, you got ups and downs. And so I told the girls to go home and enjoy it, and then we'll get back to work in the morning. St. Mary's wins the Region 1 Section 2 Championship tonight with a win over Ritchie County, 51-36. They will play host to Cameron in that regional final next week. Coach Meeks, thanks so much for joining us. We're up against a break. Yeah. We've got to have a second. Yep. Go ahead, Coach. Yep, thanks. And I just want a quick shout-out to Coach Dave McCollum from Ritchie tonight. You know, it's just tough being across the sideline from a good friend like that. And then there's such a class act. And, and it was a great atmosphere with, with you know, neighbors being in rivalry, but the crowd was great. Everybody was polite. We cheered hard for our kids, and that's what high school basketball is. Uh, so I congratulate Richie County and wish him luck next week. Absolutely. Howard Meeks, head coach of the St. Mary's girls basketball team. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Super Dave, Dave Morrison. We'll also talk with Karen Miller, head coach of the Pike View girls basketball team. Much more to go on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia when we come back on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Show 100. For scores online, visit basketballnight.com. All of them in West Virginia tonight. 
thank you so much for joining us. If you're on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup, that's where we are. We want you to send us a message. Use the hashtag BFN100. Hashtag BFN100. Send us your congratulations. We'll share it with everyone else over the air. Steve Nutter writes, at hoops underscore roundup, coaches, players, and fans greatly appreciate all you do for basketball in the state of West Virginia. Congrats on getting to 100. Excited to tune in for many more to come. Grace Christian Soldiers, congratulations on episode 100. We appreciate all you do for high school basketball in West Virginia and how kind and gracious you've been to our girls program. Congratulations on this milestone. We really appreciate everybody that's uh, sent us notes. Uh, David Gorby writes, congrats on making it to 100 tonight. Truly shows how much work and dedication you guys put into it. Thanks to you. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And uh, Braxton Chris writes this a few moments ago. You have another riveted observer now at Hoops underscore Roundup. My cat is perched up on the top of her climbing tree watching the show tonight. Braxton, I want to thank you for everything that you did for Basketball Friday Night, and it's always great to hear from you. Send us a note on Twitter. Use the hashtag BFN100, BFN100. This is Coach Miller and the Frankfurt Lady Falcons. I want to congratulate you on your 100th show. We love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you for everything you do. Looking forward to 100 more. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now back to your hosts, radio and public address, voice and personality of the Wayne Pioneers. Public address voice for the Thundering Herds women's basketball and softball teams. And the only place in the world you can find Big Daddy in person, Ryan Epling. Along with Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, and Joe Linville. You know, I feel like the voice guy just treated you guys like and three other people, which is not true at all. Yeah, Big Daddy and his children. That's us. That is not how this works. <laughs> right up alongside Joe Linville. Head Coach Rick Marone, the Tulsa Lady Rebels, Bill Cornwell. And, and just uh, an uh, awesome night. Episode 100 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And it's such an honor to bring this show to you guys as well. I want to let Karen Miller, head coach of the Pike View Girls basketball team, know we will get to her at the top of the next hour. Uh, K.J. McClurg, our standout athlete of the week from university, we will get to you at the top of the 11 o'clock hour as well. And our good buddy Bill Lust, you're going to be our Iron Man tonight. We'll get to you <laughs> he gets the Iron when Man we can. <laughs> he He's gets already the been on hold for 45 minutes. Well, the Bo Anderson Award. I mean, the Bo, well, the Bo, well, the Bo Anderson. You got the wrong, maybe the Bo Miller Award. I don't yeah, know. yeah, Bill and the Bows get confused over there sometimes. That sounds like a band name right now, Bill and the Bows. But nonetheless, uh, we'll get with Bill Lusk in our next hour as well. Right now, we've got about three and a half minutes, so let's knock this out. 
with Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com, sports journalist, and no one covers Region 3 like Dave Morrison. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I know his wife loves the music, and there it is. <laughs> but we can keep talking <laughs> as we listen to the music. Dave, welcome back to Basketball hey. Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, Ron, congratulations on your 100th show, man. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I, I greatly appreciate that. There's some other guys in there, too. I, there, there, <laughs> I don't know if you hear those other voices. We tried to yeah, turn the mics off them in the background. No, just joking. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, Dave, you're a big part of this as well because you, you, you bring us the information to share. I mean, this is how this works. And, and so we but greatly appreciate, appreciate you, really, too. Appreciate and really congratulations to all you guys. You guys do a great job. Uh, I figured out today I've lived about four or five different places since you guys have been on the air. Yes, so, you've been covering. where I'll be in, in the next seven years. Or so. You are our roaming reporter in your own way right there. <laughs> and, Dave, you're just as much a part of the show as any of us. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate all you do for us. Well, I enjoy it, and uh, you guys do a great, a great service for basketball around the state. Uh, it's just you know, being able to spread the word and get guys from all over the state. I mean, you had a, the governor on and Wayne Ryan, and I guess Cos will be coming up later. We can't forget about him. Oh, Cos time was a very popular um, segment of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. But, uh, Dave, we've only got about a minute and a half right now, so let's knock this out quick. Sectional play okay. in girls' basketball action. Westside pulls the mild upset over Wyoming East. So that kind of adjusts things from how things may have been perceived in, in that regional when it lines out next week. Um, uh, Shady Springs boys go on the road, get a big win at South Charleston over the course of the past week. Wyoming well, East boys get a win tonight. Uh, a lot of action going on. Great time of year. Not too much, though, out of what we expected. You know, I think if people looked at the Westside game as being upset over Wyoming East, Westside did beat them in the first game of the season. And Westside had been without starters. I don't think they had their complete five together, but but about five, six, seven games this season. So they did have them all together, raced out to a big start. They were able to hold off Wyoming East. And I, I guess you would say because of seeding, it was a mild upset. But uh, Westside's a very good team. I think at the beginning of the year, probably the favorite in this session. Uh, Shady Spring, they just keep doing what they're doing. It's going to be such a great game that they meet. Bluefield, and that's the way everybody figures it will go uh, when they meet next week, next Friday, as a matter of fact, a week from tonight um, down in Princeton. Also tonight, Wyoming East with a big win. They were seeded five. They went to Liberty. First time Wyoming East has ever been in a playing game, I was told this evening. They'd always been three or higher um, in the history of their school when they were in this uh, section. They got to win 50-44 to tonight. Jake Bishop, 19 points. Of course, you know, they've got a a whole new team, a bunch of guys quit midseason and uh, playing a lot of freshmen. These guys were able to get the victory tonight. So uh, they'll move on to the Armory, play Westside again. They just played, the, of course, last, earlier uh, this week with Westside getting a 61-40 victory, kind of pulled away late in that game. So that'll be interesting. Oak Hill Independence on the other side. So a lot of good games going on uh, here in the, uh, Region 3. Dave, thanks so much. And uh, unfortunately, our time's short, but – Again, you've been as big a part of this uh, of this program as anyone over the course of 100 episodes. Guys, Thank I, you so I, much. I, I, I appreciate you guys uh, so much. And, again, congratulations on 100. Thanks again. Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. No one covers Region 3 like Dave Morrison. We'll be back 
with our three. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State, including Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington, 9.50 AM, WES Charleston, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ Edmund Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 12.90 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW in Logan, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington, 93.9 FM, WRRR St. Mary's, 106.7 FM, WHFI Linside, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, 103.7 FM, WQWB in Fisher, 92.3 FM, WIRC in Spencer, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY, Moundsville, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR, Martinsburg, 102.3 FM, WMTD, Hinton, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, 105.5 105.5 FM, WKQV Cowan, and Heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, and 104.1 FM, WVXS in Romney. We couldn't do it without all these radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State. Check them out and listen in. This is Episode 100, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Please join Marshall University's Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum celebration of other important events throughout the year. The Woodson Lyceum also supports programs specifically for teachers and students. Teachers should apply for the Lyceum Summer History Institute by March 13th. The History Institute is partly funded by a major grant from the West Virginia Humanities Council. Students should apply for positions in the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications High School Journalism Workshop by May 30th. Applications for teachers and students are available at the Woodson Lyceum's website, marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. The Woodson Lyceum is a resource for this region on Black History Month and serves as a forum supporting quality education and freedom of the press. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. We are celebrating here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Yes, we are. We're celebrating episode 100. Thanks so much for being with us. Third and final hour of this 
wonderful fastest three hours in, in radio. I stand by that. This, this, these three hours every Friday night are like the snap of a finger to us. I hope they are to you as well. I hope that our enjoyment of bringing this program to you, highlighting the high school athletes in basketball in our state, uh, the joy we have for that and exuberance, I hope that comes through because we all do it with a smile on our face. And it's especially fast tonight. Y- yes, it is. It is. It, it seems is. like we've been here about 15 minutes and we're already in hour number three. I mean, I've, I've put in a long night. I don't know about y'all. But <laughs> I, I, I've been here about 10 minutes longer than normal. But well, no, being, being the Vandells, we, we're, we're kind of used to that. Nobody remembers them anyway, right, right, right Joe? I, 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 I that's right. More like, the, more like the pips. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, there you go. Right up with Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone, and Joe Linville. Happy to have you along. Full cast, full desk here for this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We'll talk with Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies. It's going to be a while, Bill. Keep hanging in there with us. Uh, we, we also have a special announcement that's coming up in just a few minutes as well. We'll also get a scoreboard update in a moment. We'll also talk with our standout athlete, K.J. McClurg of University. You understand where we're going with this. There's a lot to do. And right now, we're going to talk with head coach Karen Miller of the Pike View girls basketball team here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you. Thank you. And congratulations to you all for your 100th episode. I mean, it's really an honor to be on tonight. But you all do an awesome job. And uh, I just enjoy listening to you all show, and we really appreciate what you all do. Well, thank you so much, and we appreciate you as well, because we know this is a, a little bit of an emotional time for you as, as you wind down your coaching career. You've already announced, you know, win or lose throughout the course of uh, this postseason, like, that this is it for you, and you've done a fantastic job uh, as a head basketball coach at Pike View. And uh, Coach Marone and I were talking a little bit about earlier, uh, an alum of Bramwell who had the coolest nickname in all of high school sports ever, the Millionaires. And uh, certainly you've had a story. This basketball has been very good to you. Let's put it that way. Let's start there. Basketball has been good to you for your lifetime. Yes, it has. And, you know, I've really, um, um, like I said, I, I played basketball at Bramwell. And at that time, they're, I only played my junior and senior year because they didn't have, you know, basketball during my junior high years. And finally my junior year, I was able to play. And then I went on to Bluefield State and played four years, even though I was like four foot ten, eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I played around the trees and everybody else. And then when I got into coaching, you know, I really, you know, I, I first, I coached a, one year at Bluefield High School, and um, just one year, and then um, I was at Bramble for about six years, and I had an op- opportunity to coach one year with one of my friends, uh, this junior high, uh, at Montcom High School, um, my friend Cindy Haven, so we uh, played uh, basketball at Bluefield State together, and we also played some softball, adult softball together, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's just been a, a, a joy um, to be around kids and my assistant coaches. And, um, you know, after this season is over, you know, um, I'll look back and, and uh, there's so many memories of games and just being around kids. And I always tell them, you know, they're my family. And, you know, because, um, you know, you're three months um, doing one season, you know, you feel like they are. Because you're around them more than sometimes you're actually family. 
And uh, so, actually, like I said, I'll look back and, you know, I'll, you know, think of all the, the times, you know, that I've been around my coaches and uh, uh, my players. And, uh, and like I said, it's been, it's been a, um, a thrill and an honor. And, um, you know, sometimes it comes to a time, you know, when you, um, you know, you want to, uh, you know, explore and do other things. I still will be uh, refereeing football and uh, um, maybe repping a little bit of basketball, not much. <laughs> I'll always, you know, support our Panthers, <laughs> you know. Um, so I'll still be around, you know, um, watching games and, and, you know, doing a, a lot of things, you know. But um, um, it'll be a little bit different. Yeah. But I think I'll, you know. I'll enjoy it. Coach, you know, you, you were in on the girls' high school basketball sport in West Virginia on the ground floor, basically. And talk about how the, the, the sport here in the state, the players, and the, the skill level has evolved over those decades. Well, I'll tell you one big thing that has changed is the basketball. You know, making it smaller for the girls, you know, at first, you know, they, you know, we were using the same basketball. And once they changed that, I think that really helped um, the girls. I think that was the really main factor um, for girls' basketball. And, you know, 30-some years, <laughs> that made a big difference when they did that. Hey, Coach, uh, Coach Marone here. Congratulations. Uh, I know that uh, hey, hey coach, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Good to talk to you. And, uh, uh, again, we talked earlier, and, uh, you know, you were one of the, the people that uh, that I look up to as a, as a coach coming up through, just uh, the way your teams play and how classy you are with your program, and you've done a wonderful job. And uh, uh, we greatly appreciate what you've done for girls basketball. I know you've got work to do. Uh, I, I, I don't want to put any added pressure on you, and I don't want to put it on your team. But I, I did something earlier I shouldn't have done on this program. I actually said I was pulling for the Panthers. Oh I actually said that, uh, but I really am uh, for you. And uh, how wonderful would it be? Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> how wonderful would it be to be able to to take the group? And I know that this group you have has really been kind of working their way up through the ranks. Uh, this year may be the year to break through. If you could get back to the state tournament where you've took many teams before, but uh, how special would that be? I know your game got postponed till tomorrow night with Bluefield, but uh, yeah. you're right on the cusp. So how exciting is it uh, once again uh, to be uh, knocking on the door to try and win a sectional title? i tell you what, it's, it's very exciting. And uh, uh, our players, they're excited. And they were ready to play tonight. <laughs> and, you know, because we didn't have school today, you know, so they just canceled it for tomorrow night. Um, you know, if we play our game, I think, you know, we'll be fine. Um, and um, um, like I said, uh, we all are looking forward to it. And uh, and uh, hopefully we'll, you know, bring the victory tomorrow night. Hey, Coach, it's Joe Linville. One, th- one good thing about it, they can't cancel school tomorrow, so the game will be played. Okay, so. Hey, Coach. <laughs> no, look, we can't cancel school. <laughs> coach, yeah. look, looking back, what, what's, what's one of your favorite memories as a coach? Uh, one of my favorite memories, um, I would say um, when our team went to West Westside uh, for a regional game, we didn't have a chance. And the girls played four awesome quarters, and we came home because nobody believed, you know, that we could beat them. And coming back and winning that game was probably one of uh, 
one, you know, I've got, you know, numerous memories, but that was once. You know, when you don't, you're not expected to win a game and you go down to their school and you beat them, you know, it was one awesome memory. And we've got, uh, I've got a, a sectional, um, uh, sectional championship games um, and regional games that really have been um, big, you know, beating Summers County um, in our sectional uh, was, was, was great um, anytime you could, you know, beat them. So there's quite a few, you know, big memories um, in everything. And, um, you know, for our girls to, uh, you know, we, we need to get a big win tomorrow and then, you know, host either Wyman uh, East or uh, we'll have to be Wyman East. And, uh, so we're hoping to, you know, um, win tomorrow night. Bluefield's tough. They've got, you know, some good guards. So, you know, we've got really played really excellent defense and, and hoping, you know, that our shots are falling. Um, and if they are, you know, I think we'll be all right. Karen Miller, head coach of the Pike View Panthers, a girls' basketball team playing the sectional championship tomorrow against Bluefield. The winner will host Wyoming East. The loser will travel to Westside in regional play next week. Coach Miller, still some memories to be made with that ball club. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, and thank you regardless of what happens from here on out. I thank you all, and and congratulations again on your 100th episode. And uh, thank you for what you all do for – the uh, coaches and players and and everybody in West Virginia. All right. Thank you so much. Karen Miller, head coach of the Pike View Panthers. And uh, always a pleasure to get to talk with Coach Miller. And uh, it's just, it's amazing how small this state can be sometimes. And I've run across her multiple times (laughs) over the past uh, few years. And she probably thinks I'm at every sporting event around here. (laughs) But sometimes I feel like I am. But uh, nonetheless, it's just, it's really neat how that's all going. We got to step aside right now. We need to take a break. We need to gather for a moment. We'll do a scoreboard update. We'll talk with our standout athlete, KJ McClurg. We'll talk with Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies. And we'll talk with Westside girls basketball coach Darren Thomas when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, visit basketballnight.com. It is show 100. And we want to thank you for all the notes and congratulations and everybody sending us texts and emails and also using our hashtag on Twitter hashtag BFN100 hashtag BFN100 if you'd like to send us a note send it there we appreciate everybody who has sent us a note and been part of the show all throughout the season High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team. It's progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we've been on seven years. This is Show 100. 
You can listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. We talked about all those great radio stations, and we couldn't do it without them. We want to thank each and every one of them for carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You can find all of our affiliates by going to basketballnight.com. Click on the Affiliates page. And, of course, you're going to hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit basketballnight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Make sure to send us a congratulations by using hashtag BFN100. Hashtag BFN100. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're celebrating episode 100. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. This is Mike Goddard, the voice of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. Congratulations on 100 episodes. You know, milestones are a great thing, but the miles that it took to get there are the things that we really remember. How many miles have we traveled over these 100 episodes listening to highlights and scores about the great sport of basketball in our great state of West Virginia? We appreciate everything that you guys do, and we look forward to many, many more. Keep up the good work, and thanks from the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night. It's 100th episode on the Fast Break Sports Network. And now back to all your wonderful hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. <laughs> Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, 11.15 on the program. Still a whole lot to get through. The old uh, you know, eastbound and down, here we go. Long way to go. <laughs> Short, Short time, time to get there, there. yeah. And uh, so we, we have a lot to get through. Uh, we're going to get, you know, get right into that. As quickly as we can uh, here in just a second. Um, we're going to also have a, a major announcement to make. Not yet. There we go. <laughs> see, I knew that would be there. You see you see certain things in life, and you put this as a soundtrack to it, and it's just even better. That's right. It's just been a fascinating time for that. But nonetheless, always appreciate that. Coming up in this segment, we will talk with Brian Sexton, public address announcer for Calvary Baptist Academy. Uh, he'll talk about the West Virginia Christian Athletic Tournament. We'll also talk with uh, Darren Thomas, head coach of the Westside Girls Basketball Team, sectional champions this year. Our good buddy Bill Lusk is more than an hour on hold. And, Bill, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll I promise, there. buddy. Hang in there, man. Keep on hanging on. But right now it's time to meet our standout athlete of the week. He's a senior guard for the reigning Class AAA state champion University Hawks. More than 1,000 points in his high school career. He only is a two-year starter this his senior season. He makes up what is thought of widely regarded as the top backcourt in all of West Virginia and a team that is at least expected to have a good chance to repeat this year of the University Hawks. K.J. McClurg joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. K.J., first off, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Uh, thank you guys for having me, and I... Uh... You guys have had honor shows, and it's 
great accomplishments for you guys. Hey, thanks so much, and uh, and thanks for hanging in with us tonight. It's a busy night, as I, I know yeah, you yeah. understand, and and you've been there with us tonight. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, playing for a ball club that has kind of steadily risen. There were a couple of years ago an outstanding team that did not win the state championship but was a, was a favorite getting into Charleston. Last year breaking through and winning the title. What's it like now when the target is squarely on your back? Well, two years ago we went in. Uh, that was the first time we were really supposed to win it. And those guys really set a good foundation for us. Uh, we looked up to those seniors. Uh, they gave it their all, and this year it kind of dawned on us. And coming in after winning last year's state championship, it's you know all the every game is uh, every other team's best game they're going to play all year, and we really accept that challenge. Uh, we take every challenge and uh, really just expand on it. Uh, practice, we go hard. Uh, every game we got to give it our all to win, and I think it really has. Uh, given us the best chance to win at the end of the year and we're just focused on winning another state championship and getting there first off is what we're looking at and just you know the section games that we got to play Preston and if we beat them MHS that's a heck of a rival so we're looking forward to that and then hopefully we can win that and win the region and then get to the state tournament. Ten straight wins heading into the postseason for your ball club. The last loss was a two-point home loss to Morgantown. You beat Morgantown a little bit later on in the OVAC 5A championship at Ohio University Eastern in St. Clairsville. You beat them by 30 uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, what have, what's been the difference in those games? Because you played two tight games and then had the, the runaway game with them. Um, I think... The two tight games, you know, we, we kind of just went in uh, not really thinking much of it. And then the time we lost, we lost by two, and it kind of just gave us extra fuel. Uh, you know, practice, we kind of picked it up. Uh, we After that game, we kind of saw that, like, look, we have to work hard for to get where we were last year. And we were kind of just, I, think, I feel like, trotting around, just going through the motions. And ever since that loss, we really just kicked it in high gear. Uh, like you said, winning 10 straight games, uh, I mean, you can't ask for anything else. And we're just playing our best game, I think, right now. So we're really just focused on the next few games. And, I mean, this team that we have this year, I think we can make a deep run. It's just we got to keep our heads straight and focus game by game. KJ, uh, you know, you talked about the fact that you, you really have only played a couple of years and, and there, there's you got a lot of old heads on your team. But it uh, sounds to me like the, there is a real competition just to get playing time on your ball club. Uh, you have so many good, talented players. Yes. Uh, we've switched up the lineup uh, from the beginning of the year to now. And every practice, Coach says that if you work hard in practice and prove that you can play, then he'll put you in the game. And at the beginning of the year, we had some. We had five starters, and we weren't playing well. Uh, we had some close games, and then ever since he changed the motto, we've all just been giving it our all, and we've all got better from it. And every player that we have, we're eight, nine deep, and kids coming off the bench could be starting anywhere else in the state, I feel like. So we're deep this year, and I think practice is really what's setting us apart. We're giving it our all, and we're all getting better every day. One thing that sets you apart, and it's not just what you do on the court where you have been outstanding uh, with that basketball club, it's also off the court. Tell me about uh, some of the, the things you're able to do to make that work ethic that people see when they go to watch your basketball team. Tell me about it, what it does 
in the situations where people don't see when you're in the classroom and still succeeding at a high level? Well, uh, the classroom I take very I take uh, much pride in. Uh, my stepdad, my father, he has always told me that you, you can be great at basketball, but if you don't have the grades or you don't push yourself in the classroom, you're not going to get anywhere. And I have a goal of playing at the next level. So he's always kept me on track. Uh, he's always told me that I have to keep the grades in the classroom. And I think from him and my mom, they've all just pushed me in the classroom. And everything that I've achieved on the court, I think off the court, I've achieved just as much with my grades, my uh, all my achievements in the classroom. Absolutely. K.J. McClurg, standout athlete of the week from University High School. Uh, one more question, then we'll let you go. I think that a lot yes, of people sir. see that Caden Matheny and the things that he has done in that backcourt with you over the past three years, really, and, and a Division One signee. I think that people may see, okay, he makes it easier for McClurg. I think you both make things easier for each other. Tell me about being in that tandem guard. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of teams uh, last year, especially, focused just on him, sponsored him, and he is a great player. And when you focus on him, I felt like I had to take some of the pressure off of him, so I was stepping up my game a little bit. But the one thing that I think separates us from any backcourt in the state is when one of us have a bad night shooting or a bad night just playing around or playing on the court, uh, the other one picks it up. Uh, you know, we've we've played together since fifth grade, and he's my brother, and we've just, from since fifth grade, we've always just took down these top teams, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people focus on him or focus on me, but we have so many other players on the team as well that just ex- uh, expand the floor. Uh, we have some big guys that can finish around the rim, so with me and him playing the, as well as we can play, I don't think any team can really stop us but it's not just us on the court we have the other three players who really just fill in and do what they need to do for us to win kj mcclurg senior guard from university high school this week standout athlete of the week thanks so much for joining us tonight yes sir thank you for having me and again congrats on your hundred show thanks so much thanks so much and uh, yes, wow our standout athletes always amaze me because i remember being in you know, high school, and there was no way that I could hold a conversation like that. And wherever KJ goes on the next level, and he will play on the next level, they're going to get a good one. Yeah. He's special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you who else is having a special season because, quite frankly, I think sometimes if you've tasted a state championship where your program has, it can be easy to lose sight of just how good the good years are, regardless of how they actually end. Westside's girls' basketball team just won a sectional championship. Darren Thomas is the head coach of the Renegades. He joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach Thomas, first off, congratulations on your sectional championship. Oh, thanks, guys, and uh, thanks for having me on on this special occasion. Hey, thank you. And it's a special occasion for you, too. It's always a big win. When Westside, Wyoming East meet in anything, it's a big win for whomever gets out of there with it, and your girls were able to hang on on the parquet at Wyoming East uh, earlier this week. Yeah, we had a, we had a pretty good game there, and like you said, anytime we can uh, beat a county rivalry, you know that's, that's a good it's uh, a good win for us. I did call it a mild upset when I was talking with Dave Morrison earlier, and that might have been a little bit of an overstatement, only because I feel like you two are so very similar in caliber, and your team was you know your team won last time is that maybe accurate about where those two teams stand yeah i mean we split during the year and we figured going into the year that we'd be pretty close to just 
you know, who got the breaks down the stretch. And uh, fortunately for us, you know, we come out on top this week. Hey, Coach, uh, Ryan had mentioned uh, earlier uh, the tradition there at Westside and the Lady Renegades and uh, uh, how exciting it's got to be. you got that sectional championship back in hand, but how important is it to take it that one step at a time? There's one more step next week in regionals. The great thing is you'll get to host that game, but uh, keeping that clear focus and not getting ahead of yourself uh, to a team that's really worked hard and worked your way back to where you're at, uh, how important to stay focused to the task at hand? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, our goal this year, you know, first thing we wanted to do was win the sectional. And second, you know, if possible, we wanted to win the regional. And, you know, third, you know, make it to Charleston. You know, we had that goal from day one. You know, we'd been there before. You know, just been a couple of years. You had to have a rebuild. And, you know, these seniors have been special this year. Coach, you're 8-1 and one in the last nine games. Uh, a lot of confidence going into, you know, into the regionals. Yeah, I mean, just uh, like I said, we're senior dominated, and and the win Wednesday night against East was a big win for us. I mean, we all knew if we went in there and we could take care of business, that you know we felt we had a pretty good shot. I mean, nobody wants to go on the road and play a regional on somebody else's home floor. Darren Thomas, head coach of the West Side Renegades, they will host a regional game. They'll host the loser of tomorrow's Pike View. Bluefield game. The winner of that Pikeview Bluefield game will host Wyoming East in the girls' region three finals next week in Class AA. Coach Thomas, thanks so much for joining us tonight. No, thank you guys for having us on. All right, and uh, Coach Darren Thomas, uh, always enjoy talking with him. He, he he sounds easygoing, but you know he, he gets right in the mix with everybody too. Uh, he does a fantastic job with that girls' program. Well, he's done a great job, and uh, Coach uh, Jamie Lusk mm-hmm. was there during the run when they had a couple of state titles before. Uh, there's a bit of a rebuild, and as you mentioned, as athletes cycle through, uh, a lot of guys don't want to take, or, or ladies don't want to take on that challenge. I mean, it's easy to walk in uh, when all the pieces are there, and you can just plug and play, but uh, you know, give him credit. Uh, you know, uh, coaches went in there and built that program back up, and they're reaping the rewards, and now they're one step away from the state tournament. And it's coached a little football as well so. <laughs> and, and, and successful with that exactly. as well and let's just keep chugging right along here because we are right. we're, we got a lot to do and we don't have any time brian sexton public address announcer calvary baptist academy winner of the uh west virginia christian athletic tournament joins us now and brian welcome to the program Remind me again, what number show is this for you guys? <laughs> I, I don't know if you picked up on that. 99 plus one. No, in all seriousness, guys, congratulations. And, and, and I see for them the momentous occasion, the blessed event here, that you guys are going four wide. Yeah, that's right. That's about as many people. Full house backfield. Yes. Coming out of Daytona, turn four. Well, no, it's you know, it's more you know, Ryan. It's more like the spread. I mean, you guys are in Huntington near near the stadium. I mean, you you don't see you don't see the the thundering herd running the wishbone. No, no. well, we, we kind of joke here that I'm sometimes more like a point guard. I'm just distributing here, and, and I've got lots of options. Spread's a good word because there's a lot of spread on this table right there. <laughs> Well, I know Cor- I know Cornwell remembers the days of the wing T, you know. So I, you know that's the wing T. You know, like the, the, right. the, the wing T, yeah. yeah and Moreau but, uh, played in it, so you know. Well, I, the good point. I mean, you, you know, you can't you can't hide Wayne County a lot of times. So it's it's a that's a good thing. But guys, what what a privilege to be a part of the Hunters show and and talk about the championship game of the WVCAT last Saturday. Of course, Friday night I was giving you guys real time scores of the Grace. Uh, Taze Valley Christian game, Grace ended up upsetting 
The number one seed takes Valley Christian, and uh, it led us to a Calvary Grace game on Saturday night. It was a doggone good ball game. Uh, it, it certainly was. And, you know, you talk about uh, teams that, that I don't know. Again, we, we've talked about, you and I have talked about this before, that teams may not know exactly the caliber of schools that these are because they don't play at the SSAC. But you're talking about teams that are very competitive among one another. They've been competitive when they stepped up and played, or stepped out. I want to say up. That doesn't sound right. Step out and play public schools. And obviously, Calvary Baptist getting that win over Grace Christian 62-55 in the championship game, that means as much to the folks from Calvary Baptist as anything that will go on in Charleston the next couple of weeks. Ryan, I tell you something. You're absolutely right about that, and and I've got to tip my hat. And, and as Billy said last last Friday night, I've got to tip my hat to Dave Akers and the coaching staff at Grace Christian School. Uh, they came out playing, and, and Coach Marone will tell you this, and, and Joe as well. When you're playing a team that has absolutely nothing to lose, they are quite a dangerous team. And when you've got one of the most underrated players in the state, and Eli Foster, the the six-five senior center that that the soldiers have that dropped 28 points. By the way, at the end of that game, uh, we were up 10 with uh, about three minutes to go, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to put this one away. And then Eli makes one from Beckley, and then he makes another one from <laughs> Charles. You know, and, then, and all of a sudden, it's a four-point game. But a critical play in that game, I, I'll step forward and step back a little bit. But a, a critical point in that game, Ryan was was uh, Eli Foster. Uh, our our kid uh, Roger Clutter, his twin brother Robert, I've been telling you guys right. about. Mm-hmm. But Rog came off the bench and hit three big threes for us in the third and fourth quarter. But the biggest play of the night was he took a charge from Eli Foster with about a minute and a half to go. Then that was Eli's fourth foul, and so that really put them in some jeopardy. And of course, uh, about thirty seconds later, they lost him to foul trouble, uh, fouled out of that game. And uh, I was keeping book there too, and. When I held up five for number three, that was we were breathing a big old sigh of relief. Because, uh, you know, at that point, you know he had scored twenty eight points and couldn't hurt us anymore. But we uh, we held on and beat the soldiers by seven, and uh, yeah, big win. It was our fourth championship game in six years, and uh, to win it uh, two in four years is is quite an accomplishment for Coach David Spencer and and his staff and those kids. Nineteen and five season for Calvary Baptist Academy. Boys Basketball, West Virginia Christian Athletic Tournament champions. Brian Sexton, public address announcer, broadcaster, does whatever he needs to do. And he's a part of our show. And a part of the Basketball Friday Night family. Brian, thanks so much. Hey, uh, I'm looking for that uh, 100th show uh, commemorative plaque or, uh, you know, some kind of. It's in the mail. Yeah. Maybe a DVD. You know. Corn, Cornwell can slide me something. I, I'm sure can some can swag. Me we'll take care Bill, of you. Bill's got some swag. Yeah, Bill, Billy's got <laughs> yeah, the pull he's around got him. some swag somewhere. But guys, it's been it's been fun to be a part of it. Again, congratulations, and here's to 100 more. Let's let's start right working on. on 100 more. Thank you so much, Brian Sexton of Calvary Baptist Academy. And let's not forget congratulations to the Grace Christian ladies who won the women's championship. They were kind of a juggernaut. Uh, at that level this year, so congratulations to uh, them. They even had some roster upheaval in the midst of the season, and it, it, they didn't did miss a beat. That was a fantastic no. job that, that they do there. And, and Coach Kirk Wells and, and company, they do a yep. good job with that team. That's a well-coached, good basketball team. We'll step aside, take a break, come back. Major announcement coming up. 
and Bill Lusk will eventually be on the program. The I'm new Iron Bill. Hang on with us. Also, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is in studio. Cause times a little bit later. We've got a poll question. We've got uh, power Res- ratings. We, I mean, okay, we got to go. We'll be back in a couple minutes on Basketball <laughs> Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them tonight in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And man, we've had a lot of new followers today and this week, including Joel Geary, SV fan, Tulsa High School principal. I wonder if that's Greg Miller hidden behind that. Braxton Chris, Lori Powers, Shannon Redmond, too. Teresa Jones, Rima, Mary Perdue, Brady Kennedy, Dustin Mozart, RBI Machine, CJ Harvey, Cooper Valentine, Bryce Casto, Elroy Price, Tracy, Michael Morgan Jr., Roger Miller Jr., Devian Nichols, Paige Tuttle, Gary Meeks, Bo Vance, Matt Rippey, Central App, Maurice Cassidy Wood, Cameron High School. John Dodd, Mary Jo Fleming, Wendy Johnson, Mikey Ferguson, who's Mikey Ferguson, and Noah and Teresa. Also had Heather Doyle join us, along with Teamer 33, Terrence Ford. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Want to thank everybody who's uh, called the show, texted, sent scores, pictures. We hope you're enjoying pictures from our many, many shows that we have in the past seven seasons here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we also want to thank all of you who have helped us with scores from all of the teams around the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for being here for Episode 100. Hey everybody, it's Lancelot here. I just want to say congratulations on your uh, 100th episode. I had a lot of fun with all you guys in the studio while I was there getting run sound for a couple years. I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing for the student-athletes in the state of West Virginia. Keep up the great work and God bless. Let's travel back in time to seven seasons ago when the show began. Don't move your dial. Don't adjust your screen. You've just entered the Basketball Zone with your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Barone, and Ryan Epling. We welcome you back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We never know what's going on on the show. (laughs) That's part of the charm of it, really, quite frankly. Rod Serling rises from the dead. That's right. And and I do want to thank uh, Lance Likens, EDM music DJ towards the U.S., Sir Lancelot, or DJ Lancelot, sorry, not Sir Lancelot. (laughs) 
Baby don't got back. Let's do that one. <laughs> Sir, uh, DJ Lancelot, big thank you to him. Wow. Well, missed that one. My bad. All right. Let's just keep right on trucking. You know, I'll toss it over to people. I don't even know if they're there or not sometimes or not. But uh, before we go to our good buddy Bill Lusk, and uh, we have a special announcement of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Sitting over at the score desk right now are our good buddies Jordan Mounts and Luke Creasy, who I need to talk some basketball with in a moment too. But uh, guys, when this season ends for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the show doesn't exactly end now, does it? Not exactly, Ryan. Uh, We're planning here and starting directly after the week that uh, Basketball Friday Night is finished with the brand new show, uh, on the coattails of Basketball Friday Night, Baseball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, be, it will be hosted by myself and Luke Creasy, my partner here, and uh, we're li- really looking forward to it, bringing the, uh, the voice of, ba- uh, the voice of uh, bringing a voice to baseball all over the Mountain State. And what better night to announce that than, you know, show 100. Big, big, big show for basketball Friday night and bigger things in the future. Uh, so excited to be uh, a part of baseball Friday night in West Virginia. It's something that uh, I think many uh, coaches and players and baseball fans across the state of West Virginia have been wanting for a while. And I'm super glad that, uh, that we get the chance to uh, kickstart that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, it's it's going to be a, a blast. You know, this is a show that I've kind of had something that this is something that I've wanted to do for several years now, um, and it's just now coming to fruition. And it's becoming a good time in everybody's lives that it can it, we can bring it to the airwaves, and it's it's going to be a blast. I'm I can't wait for the inaugural season. This is going to be so much fun. Don't worry, don't worry, guys. We're only about 100 shows behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know they play baseball every day, but you're still going to So four weeks from tonight, yep. the debut of baseball Friday night in West Virginia with Jordan Mounts and Luke Creasy. March 27th. March 27th. So if, if truth – if, if things hold to form, the banners for that show will be picked up right before the show begins, right? <laughs> probably. That's, that's probably like that. the truth. No. Maybe we could actually have Braxton Crisp come down and go pick them up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good time. Hey, guys, congratulations. That was the announcement the governor was uh, talking about in our last hour that he knew that we at the desk had not even talked about yet. And so, again, he's the governor. He knows everything. So, uh, th- thanks, guys. And congratulations. Looking forward to seeing that show get underway. Four weeks from tonight, outstanding on the yep. Diamond Sports Radio Network. Ooh. Ooh. Man, I just—I may have just made that up. Actually, that's what—that's what—that's <laughs> like what, like what it will be. That's like what it will that. be. Oh, there you go. The Diamond Sports Radio Network. All right, so guys, thanks so much, and we'll get—we'll get Luke in here in just a moment, back on this desk because I need to be able to look him right in the eye when I talk to him. <laughs> uh, we'll do that in just a minute. But uh, right now, guys, uh, it, he's waited long enough. Let, let's do this. <laughs> An hour and a half in, Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies, joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bill, thanks for hanging in with us tonight, buddy. Hey, it was well worth it, as long as it was a record. (laughs) The new Iron Man. Well, I'm looking right at our resident referee, Bo Anderson, right now, who decided to forsake being put on hold and just come in a studio. And we still haven't haven't brought him in yet, so he's still on hold. But, uh, Bill, great season. For the Man Hillbillies and an opportunity to try to extend that, but my goodness, out of what is clearly the strongest Class AA boys basketball sectional. 
Oh, you ain't kidding about that. You look at you got number one Chapmanville, number uh, number five Logan Scott's the third seed who has gave Logan fits and gave Chapmanville fits during the season, and you got Mingo Central that has you know they played Logan tough at, at Logan and they've handed us two losses and then let's not count Lincoln County. Everybody in this section has a winning record. It's I mean it's it's not an easy easy section at all. It's probably the toughest section in the state and it's one of the toughest regions, if not the toughest region uh, in the state of West Virginia. And at one time at one time, you know, all six teams were in the section were ranked in the top twelve and at one point and another uh, all six teams have been ranked in the top ten. You know, we're currently ranked tenth, uh, seventeen wins, uh, regular season record at Man High School. Also tied the school record for most wins in a season at Man High School. So uh, a win tomorrow would be you know, would be special to break that record. But uh, the seventeen wins is it's it's equally special because this team or this school has won seventeen the last three years, and to do it. To win 17 in one year is just a, a tribute and a, a testament to the hard work of these kids that they've really put in over the over the season. And all you it's, need to know it's about been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And all you need to know about the strength of that sectional is man has set a school record for wins. It's 17 and five, and it is the five seed in that sectional, and, and, and that's. Probably uh, that's not a bad seeding. It's just the way it lined out. You know, and, and Bill, even on the girls' side, there was a couple upsets this week. One and two didn't even make it to the final. Uh, some quick thoughts. We're almost out of time. Uh, well, you know, it's it's March. It's, well, February. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be March. March. It's almost March. March. Two days. <laughs> it's, it's March Madness. Uh, well, for once, the one time in four years, you know, you got to leap year. So got to wait one more day. To be that four <laughs> Yeah, one more day for uh, – well, actually, not one more day. Actually, about 19 more minutes. <laughs> it will be February 29. Yeah. But, uh, no, anyway, it's it's a tough section. It's uh, it's March. March madness. Upsets are made to happen, and, you know, we're, we're in it. And everybody – that's what's great about West Virginia. No matter wins and losses, when you get to postseason play, everybody's zero and zero, and you've always got a shot. And – you know, we'll do the best that we can tomorrow night. We'll come away with a win. Uh, we'll go back to work Monday and get ready for Chapmanville on Tuesday. That's not going to be an easy task. And if you win that, you get either Logan Scott or Lincoln County. That's not an easy task. And then whoever comes out of the other region, uh, the other section, Polka, Sissonville, Winfield, Nitro, whoever's left standing, it's not going to be easy as well. But uh, it's, not it's, just, it's just a pleasure to have it. Absolutely. It's not supposed to be easy. It's certainly not in that section. Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies. He hung in there for an hour and 35 minutes. We are so tight on time. I've got to toss it back over to the score desk to Marcus Constantino with this week's power rating. Thanks, Ryan. Not much moving and shaking in the final basketballnight.com power ratings. The University Hawks hang in at 19-3 and at number one. Martinsburg 16-3 and at number two. Morgantown is 8-3. and 18 and 3 at number 3. The George Washington Patriots bump up two spots to number 4, while Hedgesville hangs tight at number 5 in boys double A. Shady Spring Tigers 21 and 1 at number 1. Chapmanville 20 and 2 at number 2. Uh, the Robert Seabird Eagles also 20 and 2 at number 3. Bluefield Beavers 4 and Logan Wildcats are number 5. And the boys single A basketballnight.com power ratings. The Williamstown Yellow Jackets are 21 and 1 at number 1. Greater Beckley Christian 16 and 4 at number 2. Willing Central 
Central Catholic is 15 and 7. Number 3, Charleston Catholic at number 4. The Pendleton County Wildcats still undefeated at 19 and 0 at number 5. That's the basketballnight.com power ratings. You can see all the ratings for every team in West Virginia at basketballnight.com. Scores are on hoops at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. Before we go to our final break, I do want to mention real quick, uh, there was a 52-year gap between girls' state basketball tournaments between 1924 and 1976. In 1976, the Fort Gay Vikings won the class single-A girls' state championship by a final of 52-46 to over Valley Wetzel. Uh, that was to cap a 20-2 and season for the Vikings. Their head coach was Judy Rakes. She was my gym teacher in middle school. Her mother, Alma Frazier, passed away over the course of the past couple of weeks and just been a, a little bit of a rough time for my community. And, and she's, part of the, she's basically part of a school family because my dad's a teacher with her for years as well. So our thoughts go out to her, her sister, uh, Diane, who was a guidance counselor when I was in middle school at Wayne Middle School as well. So all of that, uh, wanted to get that out of the way. But, again, I still want to recognize that 1976 girls class single-A champion from Fort Gay High School. Yeah, a great coach. Uh, our condolences go out to the family, Ryan. We actually had her out at our sports banquet a couple years ago. She did a wonderful job. Uh, great uh, representative of girls sports and that first single-A title, Fort Gay High School. And and the, she was a longtime girls coach at Wayne High School as well. We've got to take years at each school. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> she, 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 did, and she did a great job. Uh, got to start taking a final break. When we come back, poll question, cause time. Food time. Resident referee. Resident referee. Yeah, he's here too. We got to get him in. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia returns after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates around the Mountain State including 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington, 950 AM WBES Charleston, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM WQAZ, Edmund, Beckley. We're also on 101.7 FM WYAP LP in Clay, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM WVOW in Logan, 104.5 FM WASP LP Huntington, 93.9 FM, WRRR St. Mary's, 106.7 FM, WHFI Linside, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, 103.7 FM, WQWBN Fisher, 92.3 FM, WYRC Spencer, 101.1 FM, WVWP LP Wayne, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY Moundsville, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX in Wheeling. 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry. 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR in Martinsburg. 102.3 FM, WMTD Hinton. 91.5 FM, WRSG Middleburn. 105.5 FM, WKQV Cowan. And heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. And 101. 101- 104.1 FM WVXS in Romney. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family and WRRR St. Mary's.
Hey everybody, this is Shannon Lykins and Ethan Byers. We were both production assistants on Basketball Friday Night back in the early years. And we both just wanted to say congratulations. We miss all of you, especially Mike Stanley, the man behind the scenes. Happy 100th episode to the fastest three hours of radio and on television. On behalf of the behind-the-scenes crew at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, we do want to thank our dedicated hosts for the great job they do. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Hipling. Thanks so much. Back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, big thank you to Ethan Byer, Shannon Likens, now living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ethan, the digital artist. Shannon just engaged Ethan a few weeks ago. Also want to take a quick moment to thank Brian Guthrie, formerly of Network West Virginia, now an advertising accounting executive at WTAP Television in Parkersburg. Marquez Davila, who is the former... Uh, Helped out in a lot of ways. Also a former special correspondent for us, interning for Game Day Broadcast Network in Sterling, Virginia. And to Dylan Stone, also a former special correspondent, now lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Big thanks to all of them. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is here. Luke Creasy is here to explain why he's here, but we'll talk with him in just a second. <laughs> and, and, and Bo, uh, you gave us a quiz last week. As I told you during the break, I don't know the answer, so I won't argue. That's That puts me ahead of some coaches, I think. But I did not say that. You did. Um, so he, threw not, his, he threw his arms up. You are being don't attacked by the official, on. by the way. <laughs> I did do that on show 59 if you go look in the archive. <laughs> yes, he actually did. But uh, Bo, our Bo Knows segment, the question you posed to us last week. Uh, the question I posed to you last week was, uh, A1 is shooting a free throw, and the four uh, defenders from uh, Team B, uh, while he's in possession of the basketball, they turn their backs. They turn around and stand backwards. And my question is, was what would you do about that? What would that be? I honestly don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm going. whatever I say is going to be wrong, and we don't have much time to play with that. So let's just say um, – the, as long as they all four turn, it's a, it would be a violation for uh, in, attempting to distract the shooter. There you go. It is a disconcerting hey, yeah. the free throw shooter, and Ryan did well on that one and uh, actually explained it well. Yes, it's a distraction. Uh, therefore, that uh, shot would uh, count if it was made, and if it didn't, we would shoot another shot. <laughs> How about that? Well, there you go. Hey, what what better the way to get it know. right than on episode one hundred? Right. Remember that? That's right. Now one in ninety nine on that. There you go. Uh, there Bo, you go. thanks so much. You do you provide a whole thing that changes the dynamic of this show that that really separates it from anyone. Your resident referee segments are always a lot of fun. I've learned a lot of basketball the past seven years from them, and, and certainly appreciate the time that you take to join us, calling from wherever you're driving home from on a Friday night. We're coming in when you can, and we greatly appreciate that. Hey, guys, I just enjoy being a part of the show. I'm glad you guys had me on, and I just try to do the best to spread the word out about what's going on with uh, the rules and everything, and I really enjoy it, and I thank you guys a lot, and I want to congratulate you myself on the 100th episode. Thanks so much. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson. Luke Creasy joins me now because Luke and I saw a very good basketball game Wednesday night. You saw a tough Tough game tonight, um, but nonetheless, we saw uh, Bailey Goins go off for 44 points and bring Nitro back from a 20-point deficit in the second quarter at Wayne. Kind of vexed the demon for them, so to speak, on Wednesday yeah. night. 
Yeah, well, and you and I were talking about Goins' performance as well. She only had three after the first quarter. Wayne led by 18 after the first quarter there, 23-5, to five, and she scored 36 points between the second and third quarters alone and finished with 44 on the night. Followed that performance up with uh, 39 of her own tonight, and she uh, and the Nitro Wildcats fell a bit short against Winfield, 78-57 uh, to 57 the final score there. But uh, Goins put in 39, and nobody else – on the Wildcats, uh, chipped in more than four. And so, uh, tough loss for the Wildcats tonight, but uh, Winfield, my goodness, they are good. Yes, Winfield playing very good basketball. And, and what happens now with that regional is that Logan goes to Winfield, Nitro goes to Lincoln County, and Coach Marone, we were talking in the break, this is an opportunity for Nitro to get to the state tournament and for the state stage to see one of the top girls basketball players who's just a junior yeah. who hasn't been out of a sectional before. Yeah, you Bailey mentioned Goins. Wayne has been her kryptonite. I mean, but she exercised those demons, and uh, I think they've got a real shot. I mean, they're going to Lincoln County, yeah. and the Pan- Lady Panthers are on a high right now, I'm sure. But I'll tell you what, Bailey Goins can put a team on her back and carry them, as you all saw this week. And if you haven't seen her play, you're talking about a 5'8", lengthy guard, uh, yeah. long arms. She's disruptive defensively. but And she's quick. She, she's, she's quick and long. She's got a, everything you want a guard to have and, and can do just about everything but take it up the floor herself. So. All right. We want to have some cause time. We'll do that in a second right now. Let's kick it over to our Sports Night score desk. That is to Spencer Dupuy. Yeah, I've got the poll question tonight. I'm no Landon Mitchell, but I'm stepping in for him tonight. Last week's poll question is, which boys classification do you think will be the most competitive in the postseason? 61% of you said double A, 21% of you said single A, and only 18% of you said triple A. This week's poll question is, should there be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? You can go to basketballnight.com to cast your vote for that one. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Spencer. A lot of that comes from uh, there was a sectional game in girls where Moorfield beat Paul Paul 91-2, and we don't know the details. We're not getting into if that was a sports fight. None, none of that. We don't know any of that. We're not getting into that. But uh, what we will, what we do want to you know, throw out to you is the possibility of a potential mercy rule. Now, before we go to cause time, we do have something we want to present. She won't come out here for us to present to her on camera, but Nonetheless, she is uh, a big part of our Basketball Friday Night family. We call her our most valuable player, uh, Sandy Johnson. Uh, she always keeps us fed and taken care of on BasketballFridayNight.com, and we have a plaque for her as our Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia most valuable player. And she, we did get her on camera. All right, here she goes. Thank you so much for all you do for us. All right. And we greatly appreciate it. And again, the food we have here is just unbelievable. And and, uh, we're going to have a nice little tailgate party here in a minute. Yes, we are. I believe that's the first MVP award and very richly deserved. So Sandy uh, (laughs) takes care of all of us. And uh, we we really appreciate what she's done for us uh, over the years. Absolutely. And now we go to Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal (laughs) for cause time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. time on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and like any good tough man about, he's got about two minutes. He joins us now yes, on Basketball yes, Friday Night. Yes, 
And I'd like to, I'd like to say, since I got, since I only have two minutes, two minute warning, real quick. What a wonderful opportunity you guys have given me to be on your show every week for seven years. Now I want to ask this question: What is next week's show? One hundred and one. One hundred and one. The the hundred and one Dalmatian show. <laughs> We'll see how that turns out. Um, Rick, before we get into anything, this is obviously very tight, but uh, I understand that you were introduced and received an ovation tonight at the event you were covering, not a basketball game. Did you have to climb into a ring? And if so, what number were you carrying? (laughs) I I guess I I was carrying number one. I was shaking. I was was really shaking it, too. Rick was at the Tough Man hey, tonight, hey, hey, and he was introduced. Yes. The, the, the most interesting event of the Tough Man, the guy who had was wearing the most body art, well, I'll tell you what, he took a shot, he got tattooed! <laughs> oh, no. All the comedians in the world, and we got cause. <laughs> yeah, this, this is why we have cause time, though, right now, is to be able to just kind of... Relax and, and enjoy talking to you about some of the finer things of life, such as the Tough Man Contest. Um, Rick, uh, yeah, we, we're 100 shows in. We're less than a minute to go until this one's over. But y- we want to thank you because you take the time to talk with us, you know, obviously with your life in newspaper, meeting deadlines, etc. You have a lot on your plate on a Friday night. And, and we've always been able to have time to talk with you. We also thank your wife for allowing us to talk with you as well. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we enjoy cause time, even though we have inadvertently shortened it for about three straight weeks. We'll make it up. Yeah, but what I don't have on my plate is any food. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on down. So, so and do, do you guys deliver? That's what I'm <laughs> hey, you'll, you'll be in Charleston in a few weeks. You can come down and get your usual. You know, this, this is yeah, not, know. we can't grow up that far. <laughs> but, hey, Rick, thanks so much, and we've got to go. So thanks so much for everything. Hey, guys, I really do appreciate it. You guys be, have a great weekend. All right, that's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. That's it, guys. 100 wow. shows in the books. Wow. Well, we so, got to thank our listeners. Yes, yeah, so yeah. many people to thank behind the scenes, but big thanks to you at home or wherever you're listening or watching. Thanks so much. Back next week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.